Let's begin. Let's begin. Welcome to the Three on Five podcast, home of Game Seven between the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. My name is Matt Hoy, captain of the good ship SSTOF. With me, as always, my first mate, Jerry Sotak, alleged cat druid. Jerry, how are we today? Doing all right. Did you the that uh, Booker hot streak in the second half was uh, something else? Yeah, I, I was texting you a lot. <laughs> yeah, I uh, mid-range artist. Well, well, uh, well put. Yeah, he's uh, he's good. Uh, also with me, as always, my co-host Phil Coppage. Phil, how you doing? Doing pretty good. We got a lot to talk about this week, obviously. Um, also, Mikhail Bridges was really great oh, in oh, the yeah. second half too. Hitting threes and making oops, making me really set that we didn't pick him over Kevin Knox. But... At least you didn't trade Zaire Smith for him. Yeah, right. I, I guess it's better. You mean, you mean trade him for Zaire Smith? Yes, that is what I mean. Sorry. Didn't they also get a pick, which became something? Could be. Don't remember that. Yes. Yeah, I think they got a future protected something. Yeah, Cam Reddish. <laughs> That's a joke, I, Ty Yeah, yeah Cam Reddish. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, lots of news. We are in the conference finals now, uh, and earlier today, Phoenix won uh, Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals. Phoenix, without Chris Paul, beat Los Angeles without Kawhi Leonard. So, uh, pretty weird game. But yeah, Devin Booker had a 40-point triple-double in his first-ever playoffs, which is not bad. I think, right? I think we're confident in saying that's not a bad performance. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, for the first time having your, for having your first triple-double, it seems like it's not bad. Yeah, yeah, pretty exciting. Um, pretty good stuff. Which means, uh, in the interim since last week, the Clippers uh, did wind up beating the Utah Jazz. Uh, and not just beating them, they beat them without Kawhi, and it didn't look particularly hard. Uh, so I'm going to just gloat constantly all show because uh, the Jazz are terrible. And uh, that, was, that was a that felt like a, I, I've seen collapses. like I'm a Timberwolves fan. I've seen collapses like that before. Yeah, but I've never seen collapses like that. Yeah, I've never seen collapses like that before in the playoffs by the one seed. That's that's not something I've ever seen. Before. By the one seed is an is an interesting caveat. The Brandon Roy comeback against the Dallas Mavericks back in, I think that was 2011. Um, that was a pretty unbelievable game. Obviously not a game, uh, I guess this was a, it, not an elimination game for the Blazers back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, the context of that third quarter was pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, hugely gutsy performance from the Clippers. Uh, Terrence Mann is just a legit, like, future NBA superstar, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he's the third best player on the Clippers right now without Kawhi, which is 
Amazing. And also, equally amazing, is that the second best player on the Clippers is Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't see either of those things coming. Good uh, for Paul George, though. He really, he's he's had a, a solid couple of games here, so. He is exercising some demons, for sure. Happy to see it. Yeah, the I mean, exorcism of Paul George. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we want to eulogize the Jazz? Do we want to eulogize? No, let's. I'm I'm a little bit too mad to eulogize. You're mad? Yeah, I'm kind of mad at them. You're mad at them. Yeah. Why are you mad at the Jazz? Because I picked them to win, despite my. I I had like some trust that they'd be able to. They were solid enough to. Did both of you pick uh, them? I did. Yeah. Did but Phil, you did too, right? No, he picked Clippers. Okay, I, good. I pick, no, I picked them when we started the playoffs. I picked the Jazz, and then when we got to the second round, I switched. To... Got it. Welcome to the dark side, my friend. All right, sorry, Jerry. Yeah. Go on. Anyway, I'm just like sort of mad at them. They, like, they that that was a really, really bad collapse that like shouldn't have happened. All according to Kaikaku, I saw it. Kai, Kai, saw it coming. Kaikaku. Uh, yeah, I think that's how you say plan in, in uh, anime, right? I don't know. Oh, are you serious? Sure. Jerry, you're like you're like the you're the weeb representative on this show. You don't know the all I, according to Kaikaku meme? You don't I know I I'm not familiar with the all according to Kaikaku meme. I'll also the like, Nani? I, I I know Nani. I know Baka. Yeah. <laughs> Rinkinjutsu. All right. Um, of course, can't forget the Rinkinjutsu. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, well, I do want to eulogize the Jazz because uh, I've been a, a disbeliever. So, hold on. This this isn't a eulogy. This is you dancing on their grave. This is you it's patting different, yourself on the thing. back. Yeah. To be fair, that is how I plan to eulogize a number of people in my own life. So uh, I I think I'm allowed to use the word eulogize here. Um, even if it's not, you know, even if I'm not Ender Wigan. Um, the speaker for the dead. That's right. Yeah, no, I uh, I was I was sad on one hand because I really wanted to be wrong about the Jazz. Like, I, I wanted it to just be the all mid-market to small market NBA playoffs. It, it sure didn't seem like it. Come on. I mean, like, no. Nah, you, you I texted like... you after game five like, that hurt. I don't remember that. All right. I think, I think you're just a hater. This is a collect uh, classic Jerry selective memory. Um, I don't hate the Jazz. I, I wanted them to be good. I just, like, I can't understand how they performed as well as they did this season. And all of my biases are confirmed now. Donovan Mitchell, I still think, is the most overrated player in the NBA. Um, Swung all the way back the other way? Oh, hell yeah. Well, my position was, like... I cannot under I can't think rationally about him. I see him and I think this guy's the most overrated player in the NBA, but they're the one seed. It doesn't make sense and I can't, you know, combine those two thoughts and it turns out I was just right. He's uh super overrated. It was astounding in I think it was game 5 while the Clippers were like way ahead. Um game game 4, I think. I don't know which game it was. Anyway, Clippers were way up. Donovan Mitchell had had, like, a great first quarter and then had disappeared completely and, like, been the absolute defensive sieve that he always is. And then he, like, 
hit a tough fadeaway three to cut the deficit to like 19 or some shit and the announcers just started going off about what an incredible player he was and was like this is the donovan mitchell effect if i've ever seen it god he can just he can score when it's meaningless like no one i've ever seen before well kevin love could do that too i suppose so there are some uh there are some guys there is some precedent Anyway, I'm stoked that the Jazz lost on one hand because uh, now I can now I can just live in my bubble even harder. And I'm sad on the other hand because I I want like the small market conference finals. Uh, but it looks like if Kawhi's out for the series, I mean, I don't think the Clippers have a shot. No, it would be tough. Yeah, well, they haven't announced him out for the rest of the playoffs yet have they they have not but it's an acl sprain which i think i read that the average recovery time is four weeks yeah and given that the clippers haven't had two consecutive days of rest in like over a month i don't think that bodes well for for and and then chris paul probably isn't out for any more than one more game i would imagine so yeah this this Chris Paul being in the um, in the COVID protocols thing has got me feeling a little conspiracy theory Because I don't know if you guys remember this, but LeBron broke COVID protocols before the playoffs started, and the NBA did not put him in the in the protocol. Yeah, for sure. And then Chris Paul maybe sort of did, but was himself vaccinated. And they still put him in the protocol. Yeah, I mean, like, you can't do that to LeBron, right? What I'm suggesting is you can't do that to the L.A. team. That could be. Ow. Uh, So for those of you who can't see the video right now, Jerry's currently wrestling with a cat. He summoned him accidentally. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) He's trying to get him back in his bag of holding. Is that Peeper's? Yes, it's peepers. She's not peeping. <laughs> yeah, she's not peeping too much, is she? So yeah, I think I think the NBA I think Max Kellerman is now the head of like NBA officiating or something. Just <laughs> Well uh... Come on. Take the Max uh, Kellerman think... bait, Phil. <laughs> No, I I think I think yeah, I I think it's probably just LeBron is immune to that cuz he would cause a scene, but I thought it was strange that they did that to Paul. Isn't Chris Paul the head of the NBA Players Association? Yep. I've got to feel uh, like it it seems like if players are immune, Chris Paul would be one of you those think players. So, but, you know, there's a lot of politics involved. In I that, guess so maybe there was maybe there was some. Uh, what if this is like a negotiating tactic for the next CBA? Yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting that they are reacting that way with him. Yet you, you see all these people on the court now. Rachel Nichols. No one's wearing masks anymore. It's like it's much more relaxed yeah. now. So it's funny that they're they're still a stickler about that, but. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, players are diving into fans' courtside 
Yeah. But with, Chris, you know, covered covered in sweat. Yeah, but Chris Paul is in the protocol. Yeah, it's it didn't work. Devin Booker's uh, pretty good. And props to Aiton, and I mean, <sighs> dude, the blossoming, the rose of DeAndre Aiton. Mm. Well, that core. I mean, is there is there a more balanced and dangerous young core in the league right now than Aiton, Bridges, and Booker? I you mean, include Bridges in that uh, estimation, huh? Well, I, he's still developing. and if he's, he's for sure this, good, yeah. If he's this poised in a playoff setting, I mean, I, I'm really impressed with him. And he fills, he fills in a nice role between those two guys. It's like, you know, he can spot up in the corner and be the kickout for Booker and stretch the floor for Aiden, and he can also guard wings like pretty well for he's long and he he's irritating and he's yeah. smart he's a really smart player he makes the right plays you know whatever that means but Mikel Bridges is a super solid player for sure uh I'd yeah. I'd way rather have him than Tyler Hero for example. <laughs> yeah and I, I don't mean to say he's like a big three superstar type player but yeah. as, as as part of a core that could be together for the next 10 years i mean that's a great piece to have between Aiden and booker i'm with you i i interpreted that as like a big three thing but yeah no he's he's so complimentary but i i honestly just sort of think he'd be so complimentary to any team he's like the prototypical yeah. guy who you want who's not your first option i do think i'd be nervous paying him like 20-some million dollars a season. Don't you have to, though, if they if, the, if they make the finals <laughs> and he's, like, a, a major part of it? I mean, if I, uh, think he gets, I think he gets what he wants. I feel like we're in a gap year, in a sense. Uh, like, I think that next year, LeBron and AD are going to be healthy. Harden and Kyrie will be healthy. And the path to a title has uh, a little bit more oh Kawhi Leonard will be healthy like the path to a title has a little bit more of the established guys blocking the way sure so yeah I, I agree completely yeah I'm not, I'm not sure that it like if Phoenix wins the title this year I actually think they maybe just say like great job we really came together and accomplished that Chris Paul's 36 uh we don't think Aiton Bridges, Booker are the three that are going to win us a title moving forward. So we need we need someone to add to this admixture here, um, and they can well, use could, Bridges as that piece. Like I could definitely see Sarver not wanting to pay him big money. Well, because he's in the final year of his rookie deal next season, right? Uh, is, is he un, is he restricted after next season? He'll I be think restricted he one, after next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's right. Um, so they don't have to they don't have to make a decision next year. But I just mean like I could see them trading him for like him in picks for Bradley Beal type thing. Oh, okay. Is it? That's a little redundant with Booker, but that'd be a lot of shooting around Aiden. I'm I'm still of the opinion that dynamic playmaking, shooting, and shot making, and I do I do distinguish between shooting and shot making. I mean, like when I say shooting, I mean somebody who can spot up, catch and shoot, and when I say shot making, I mean somebody who can get to their spot. 
and make a crunch time isolation shot. I don't think those skill sets are redundant. Uh, I think he's that they scale basically infinitely. He's a restricted free agent in 2022. Yeah. So I could, yeah, I could see, yeah, you know, him as like the centerpiece to go after somebody like Beal. Um, or if Tasty, definitely not going to happen, but fun to think about take. If Luca is making a ton of noise in Dallas, he could be, you know, part of an effort to get Luca to Phoenix. <laughs> no, I, there's no way. I think, I think they're going to ask for Devin Booker and a Luca trade. I, I, I'm more talking about a situation where Luca's like making a huge media stink, like threatening not to play, threatening to oh, go like, back to Europe. <laughs> you know, he pull, pulls a pulls a James Harden, right? Or that's what Porzingis did, right? That I'll just go to the, Europe. Yeah, yeah. The, the difference is that Luca's a restricted free agent, right? I guess he could sign the qualified offer, but that would be unprecedented. Well, Porzingis would have been a restricted free agent as well. Yeah. They traded yeah, him Por- and extended him. But Porzingis did have, like, extra baggage, right? Uh, I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying, like, we are in the player leverage era now. Like, Zion has played 80 games for the Pelicans, and he's already like, I'm out. <laughs> Trade me. Uh so yeah, is, that, I, is that a real thing? Yeah, it's are a real you, thing. Are you making that up? I'm not are making you... that up. Oh. Yep. Uh, no, so I just mean, like, if Luca's like, look, I my head coach left. You stuck this guy who I don't like next to me, and he's terrible. You're paying him $36 million a year. Uh, I don't want to be here. Send me somewhere else. No one's going to be like, man, I'm... I'm going to send a Devin Booker out to bring that guy here. Yeah, and with all this, I mean, after that uh, athletic article came out, and then Cuban immediately went on Twitter and called that article bullshit, and then... Carlisle resigned not, not the next day. Hours, not 36 hours yeah. later, Donnie Nelson's gone... Carlisle's gone, and there's also it hasn't been announced yet, but Kevin O'Connor reported Haralabob is also probably not coming back. So, not a good not a good place to be. Um, so I'm I'm just saying, if Luca yeah. does the I'm going to Europe thing, I could see you know Mikel Bridges in that kind of deal. I don't think that moving forward, Phoenix looks at him as their third piece. I think they look at him as an outstanding fixture to transition between Chris Paul and their next third piece. Yeah, and they, you know, it might be a good gamble if they can get um, value for Bridges while they've had this playoff success. They could probably get something legitimate for him in return. Yeah, and I mean, Bridges, you know, the difference between Bridges and a guy like Tyler Hero is that Bridges actually did it in the regular season all year, too. He was amazing this season. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. I think, the, I think the Suns just are like, we hope we are all in this season. We can get it done. 
And uh, next year, Chris Paul's 37. We'll try to run it back, but it's probably not happening. And from that point forward, I mean, you know, Booker and Aiden alone probably are not enough. You probably need another guy. Cam Payne is, I think, an unrestricted free agent? He's an unrestricted free agent this year. This year? Oh, wow. Wouldn't be shocked if the Knicks try to go after him. I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of teams go after him. Yeah, he's played well all year. He just fights, too. Yeah, showing a lot of poise in the playoffs. I I don't know how much I buy into playoff poise, but I I think it's... I honestly just think it's Tyler Hero corrupting my recent memory, where, like, everyone just praised him so much for that, and the whole time I couldn't understand it. Um... Eat. What are you doing? MPJ comes to mind as well. Last season, showing playoff poise, and this year basically disappearing. Sure, but he also took a huge step during the regular season. It's true. Like these things happen in I, fits and starts. Right? I've been wrong about MPJ. I I did not think he'd be as good as he is. Cool. But my my biases are are what they are and uh see so yeah, I'm, well, I'm i think that your biases are wrong what do you think of that yeah okay all right that's yeah, cool do you do you have a specific criticism uh does that sound like something that i would i mean actually no not at the moment okay let me know right, <laughs> if yeah, you yeah. if you develop one and we'll unpack that I'm sort of bummed to hear that Zion Williamson already wants out of New Orleans. Well, it's not coming from Zion yet. Apparently, it's just coming from like his uncle Dennis. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so. It's, all, it's always a fucking uncle Dennis, yeah, isn't it? It's his uncle's name isn't actually Dennis, but it's it is coming <laughs> yeah. from his uncle. Uh, so I, I figure we'll call him an honorary Dennis. Is there a male Karen? Is that a thing? Because if not, I propose we make it Dennis. Isn't it like just Kevin or Kyle? I can't remember. I don't don't know. I don't know either. Hey, internet. Yeah. (laughs) I don't really buy the Zion smoke quite yet. It's a little too early for me to get excited about that. Yeah, it's weird. Like... You know, uh, the Pelicans really are behaving as if they will control him for eight more seasons. Like, they traded Holiday because they wanted some, you know, they're they're shooting for a window for like two years from now. But Zion's already amazing. He probably yeah. feels as if his window is now. And uh, given that he's a 290-pound man with with knees um who can jump 45 inches in the air i i don't blame him for being in a hurry yeah but they do still control him for another 2 years at least right i'm i'm sort of shocked that we haven't seen players just take the qualifying offer in order to leave their situations I mean, you imagine that it's going to happen eventually, right? 
Well, it's tough because it does mean that like you, the team that signs them won't have their bird rights, which is is a really difficult thing. Yeah, but like Kevin, uh, maybe it's it's different for Kevin Durant. It's obviously different for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is one of the ten best players of all time, probably. Yes, I, but like, oh, dude, after last night, I'm <laughs> top three. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but I, if a player like Luca or like a player who's on their rookie deal that looks like they're going to be a top five player in the NBA, yeah. Like, they're going to get a max anyway. Even if they tear their ACL or something like that during their qualifying offer year, yep. they're still going to get a max. And and I think it, at some point, somebody's going to try that. I I can't imagine that they wouldn't. It's so yeah. it's so weird that we haven't seen it yet. I, I understand that you leave. I think, I think in total, it winds up costing you like $20 million over your career. But you're talking about twenty million dollars of a like two hundred and fifty million dollar salary, and that's not including things like endorsements. In the grand you scheme know, of things, I know that you know something like five percent of your net worth still is a lot. But when you have that much net worth, I don't know how much of a lot it is, and if your goal is to like. Go win NBA titles. Go do the that. other. The other thing that it could be is like, I think that there will be repercussions for such a decision. Like in, like I think if if Luka Doncic signs the qualifying offer and goes to New York yeah. or LA, there's going to be a lockout year. There's going to be pushback because, like, you think ownership would accept a lockout year? Like the play- I, I, the players' union wouldn't lock out over that. No, no. I yeah. I think that uh, owners would be would that would freak people freak out ownership. Yeah, because but, like, but the players have the leverage there because the owners can't like the the owners can't afford to lose a season of revenue. Maybe, maybe that's true. I don't know. It, it just seems like it's a uh, one of the reasons why. We have maybe we haven't seen it is because it's like pulling a pin out of a grenade. You think I, that, I don't like, know what the repercussions of that would be. The players' union reps be, are just like you cannot do this, right? Because like, if you were a small market team, and all of a sudden like it became clear that if you do get lucky and hit a top five player in the NBA, that they can just force their way out and go to. LA like in four years like I think that there would be a lot of a lot of uh nervousness and consequences over that something would like need to ch- they would they would want something to change I and, mean like, we're in that situation be, oh, it's just six years right now we have yet to see somebody push it to four right I don't know I'm I know you and I disagree about this, but I'm I'm more on the side of like let the players play where they want. If that means that we need ten Los Angeles teams and ten New York teams, and we get rid of all of these stupid Midwest teams because no one wants to live here, okay, that's fine. Yeah, see, I don't like that at all. I I I understand that like we're doing compelled labor, 
but I, I don't think that sports should be only for people that live in Los Angeles or New York City. That's really would be really disheartening, and I don't think I'd be. Well, that's why you watch that the pure game. Yeah. And I've read like articles in the past of like talking about talking about how like draft reform needs to happen. Like instead of, you know, just a position based on how well you do or whatever. Like everybody's just a free agent when they come out of high school or college. That would but, be interesting. Yeah. But like, maybe the worse your seat is, the more you can, the higher your contract offer can be to any given player yeah i i and i hear that but like even even in that situation it just feels like it would be that there would be such enormous consequences for small market teams when was the last time a small market team won a finals was it detroit spurs i guess i don't think of the spurs like a small market team but they are one you're right they're the, i think they're like the smallest market in the nba or, like, second after Memphis, maybe. You're telling me there are more people in Detroit than San Antonio? I think so. Wow. That's hard for me to believe, but uh, I'll, I'll go... I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I, the, I guess, like, part of the issue is that San Antonio isn't just San Antonio, it's Texas. That's true. Pardon me, pardon me. It's Tejas. Well, I would say less so than Detroit, though, because at least Texas has two other teams. Yeah. I would say Detroit probably represents all of Michigan more than San Ann does all of Texas. You're right. Heated rivalries down there above the Rio Grande. Yeah, I mean, San Antonio is such a unique thing because they happened to draft Tim Duncan. Yeah. Back in the 90s. <laughs> like, if that like, one like thing... Right, right at the tail end of the Duncan... Uh, the David Duncan Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, David, the Duncan David, Robinson years in San Antonio. David Robinson. Three-year-old Duncan Robinson. <laughs> I'm wrong. San Antonio does have more people than uh, Detroit, substantially more. That that is that makes sense in my brain. Maybe I was thinking of El Paso. See, those tax rates, man. Yep, or lack thereof. But exactly. uh, if you enjoy having power in your house, it turns out those tax rates are disadvantageous. Well, they didn't know they were going to have a blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Oh, it's, gonna, it's it's happening in the summer too though. Yeah, it's you true. Have, they don't want you to have your air conditioning on lower than like Eight. 78 degrees. I read 84, yeah. 84 or it could knock out the entire Texas grid. <laughs> yep. Oh, Texas. We're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, my point is, small market teams don't compete anyway. Until how Milwaukee, you, how can you how can you say that when we have the Suns, the Hawks, 
The Bucks and the Bucks. Yeah, dude. Possibly. This is an unprecedented season. And the Jazz should be should have been there too. Not even they, not even a little bit. The Jazz are not a top six team in the NBA. I'm telling oh you. Oh my god, that he's probably out for the rest of the game. What? Seth Curry? There. No, he's he's fine. Collins like picked him up and patted him on the butt. He'd need him in the face. Yeah, you know, Collins has got big old thighs, a lot of padding. Oh my. Man, you know, the Dallas Mavericks really could have used somebody like Seth Curry this year. It's a real shame that he was unavailable to them. Well, while while we're beating dead horses, <laughs> should we cover the uh the Kemba Walker trade? Oh my god. What uh, on earth is happening to the Boston Celtics organization? Hold on. I, before we go on into this, I just want to point out that like beating a dead horse in re- reference to the Mavericks is a pretty good joke. That is very funny. All right. Continue. Yeah, I like that. Nice call out, Jerry. Thank you. Nice call out. I'm the one that made the joke. Well, yeah, but Jerry pointed out the, the appropriate... Okay, you're right. You you both did great. I'm sorry that I pre- I'm sorry that I preferenced Jerry for a moment. I'll, I'm just I'll do kidding. my best to remedy it. Let's well, shit not. on the let's shit on the Celtics, guys. Holy God, what a terrible city! I mean, franchise. What a terrible franchise. <laughs> huh? What? What? Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> I have to admit, I when I first saw the trade, I was like, "This is one of the worst trades I've ever seen from the Celtics side." But, um. After looking at it, Kemba's money is so much, and you know, I I don't. This is this is not this is not the a good excuse for Brad Stevens, but he spent the year coaching, so I'm sure he probably doesn't want to deal with a draft pick this year. Now yeah. that he's president of, and general manager, <laughs> and Moses Brown. You know, he had a he had a solid season for the worst one of the worst teams in the league. Playing when you say solid, great. wasn't Moses Brown like eight and eight? Yeah, but he can get you. He he he's like he can get you points and rebounds. I'm, yeah, and I'm not I'm not shit talking him. I'm just saying he's like, on a, he's on a very friendly deal going forward. So it's arguable that you that the the pick in Moses Brown is a wash. So you're just really trading Kemba for Horford straight up. But even then, I mean, they're saving money. But, like, does Horford even want to play there after what happened? Uh, like, so it tur- so Horford's people came out and said that he never wanted to leave. It was just that, like, there was so much financial incentive to do so that he had to. So he's he's okay. excited to come back and reinvigorate the defensive mindset <laughs> of the Boston Celtics. But, yeah, yeah, I don't. Man. I don't think I dislike it as much as you guys. Um, well, you're you're a Horford. I'd I'd go so far as to say you're a Horford enthusiast. I think Horford is still still has some juice in him. Um, some ship juice. Really, yeah, I mean he didn't really play at all this season, so that's that's not true. That he played some this season. They they shut him shut him down like with a month and a half yeah. of the season left. And he was playing like only the front end of back to backs the whole season, and also only like you know twenty five minutes a game. Holy he shit! Did play. Is it a coincidence that Kawhi Leonard started playing back to backs this year 
and uh, sprained his ACL? I don't think so. Hmm. Crazy. All right, sorry. I don't know why I interrupted, but that just occurred to me. Please continue. Uh, But he played pretty well in the minutes that he did play this year. Uh, I think that he's like... You know, he he can't. I don't think he he can be like a. You know, your third, second, or third best player anymore. How old if is he ever, if, he, if he ever could be? He's thirty five. He's, he's but, just turned thirty five. But I think he's got like, you know how like uh, teams like constantly. Or a lot of teams are constantly looking for, uh, you know, veteran leadership and like players that have been there uh and like can you know teach the youngins you know, like the that that kind of player i know that the timberwolves are always doing that yes um the Ricky rubios of the world the kevin garnett's of the world yeah and frequent and almost always those players at least in my experience those players like can't really play anymore mhm i think Al Al Horford is like the the combination of those two things. He's he's is that met veteran player, but he can still go out and play play some. He's like a, yeah, he's he's like their Taj Gibson, but he can give them a little, maybe like twenty five percent more juice. But he Taj gives them more juice. All right, sorry. Yeah, like that or uh, Igudala, that kind of that kind of level of player do we really think that 35 year old al horford's going to be out there giving him more juice than taj uh i mean i think that they would be relatively comparable so look kemba had a rough year for sure oh oh no yeah don't don't get me wrong (laughs) this is like an astoundingly weird time to yeah to give up kemba walker who's almost certainly a better player than Al Horford at this stage, even if he did have a down year and a pick like to trade him at like his lowest level of value, probably that he's going to have on this contract. He's on, I mean, uh, I mean, like you can make the argument that this is like a play to, you know, clear some cap space so they can retain Fournier or something like that. I think that is the argument that they're making. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that makes it a little more palatable, but like, I, I just don't think it's like as bad as like, I, I don't, uh, it's like kind of bad as opposed to like, holy shit, what are the Celtics doing? In, in my opinion. So Fournier is definitely a better shooter than Kemba Walker. Fournier is probably not better at anything else than Kemba Walker. He may inexplicably even be worse at defense. I'm not sure that I believe that, but I'm I'm willing to entertain the thought. Well, Kemba's like 5'10". <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand that, like, Fournier's lengthy and tall, but at the same time he's also staggeringly incompetent like just falls asleep constantly has no idea what to do when he's asked to switch and Kemba at least like hustles 
Fournier yeah. can just yeah fall asleep. It's it's ugly to watch. And again, don't get me wrong, Kemba played pretty badly this year. Even like he, so he was an All Star in his first season in Boston, and even then I didn't think it was a deserving All Star nod. I'm not a Kemba Walker defender. I also though do not believe that you give up a first round pick to try to get rid of him. Yeah, for Al Horford. I mean, I, the best part about this whole thing is that like. I Horford got the, the the Thunder managed to trade Horford for they they traded for Horford and got value. and got a pick yeah and now they traded Horford and got another pick yeah they did amazing. the same thing that they like they did that that with Chris Paul and there was a huge difference between Chris Paul and Al Horford in terms of production and they did it again anyway and I see no reason to suspect why they won't do it again with Kemba Walker. Yeah, yeah. You're telling me the wolves won't be like we're a good point guard away from contending. <laughs> the Knicks, even. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks they swing they swing and miss on a few free agents. They, hey, do you want the 2023 Dallas pick? Yeah, you have 60 million dollars in cap space. We have a lot. Yeah. So. so. Damn. Wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. I like Horford to the, or uh, Kemba to the Knicks too. Actually, now that you mention that, hmm. I think it's a lot of money to pay him, but I mean, what, are you going to pay Kyle if, Lowry? If like, <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's the thing. I mean, the, that's the other option. It's like, may, can we maybe we pry Mike Conley away from the Jazz, or yeah, we get we overpay Kyle Lowry. I like both of those guys, but. I wouldn't want to be paying either Whoa. thirty million a year. Dwight Howard just crotch tackled oh. Trey Young, and Trey Young, Young did push ups. <laughs> oh man, that's so. Are you allowed to just full on tackle people in the NBA? I don't think so. Is that acceptable? Well, they're not even reviewing that. I don't. I don't understand it. Refereeing in the NBA is so broken. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. He... He just full on ran down Trey Young and tackled him. He he like bowled him he over. Did a, he crotch blasted him. He crotch blasted him. <laughs> he weighs twice as much as Trey Young. I so regret not putting Trey in my top ten. I had him at eleven. Oh god, I should have snuck him in there. I still probably don't think that he is a top ten player, but God, I wish I had. Because I, I love him so much. He's just fueled by hate. And that's a rare thing. Uh, Yeah, let's finish up on Boston. I mean, so one other thing to say to explain this is that Brad Stevens reportedly had some real tense moments with Kemba. They did not see eye to eye. That surprised me to read that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is surprising. Kemba seems by all accounts to just be like, an extremely amiable, positive locker room influence. Uh, I mean he he was he was a pretty happy camper in Charlotte, right? Right. Like, he how didn't many players leave. are going to be like? How many players are going to be like that? Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know. That's a weird thing. And then you know Stevens again reportedly completely lost the locker room and no one would buy into defense except for Marcus Smart and Al Horford 
you know, say what you will about him. He does buy into a defensive scheme, and he will, like, try his hardest to play well defensively. Well, but that doesn't bode well. I mean, are the Celtics players going to buy into a coach picked by Stevens if they gave up on Stevens? Dude, I, I have no idea. The dynamic is so strange. Oh, God, don't you just wish John Collins was on the Timberwolves sometimes? Oh, baby. Yeah. Smooth as silk. All right. Thank God we drafted Justin Patton. If the, uh, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but did the Sixers trade Ben Simmons if they lose this game? Or what? James James Harden? Harden. (laughs) I don't know. So, this is a weird thing, this 76ers team, because Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are both very good basketball players. Joel Embiid is elite, Um, you know, top seven NBA player, I think pretty uncontroversially. Yeah. And Ben Simmons is not that good, but he is very good. And the things that he does well, he does exceptionally well. I agree with you. I also think that, like, in the right context, he could probably do a pretty decent imitation of that kind of production. Of Embiid production? No, no, just like of top player production. Yeah, he can be a first option on a winning team, I think. Yeah. But when you put them together, they are, like, so dissonant. You get this weird interference pattern, and they just, I think, I think that Embiid has learned how to play with Simmons, and Simmons has not learned how to play with Embiid at all. Simmons is basically offensively useless. Oh my god, Kevin Herter just hit... Just a banger of a three. Ooh, baby. Go Hawks. So, I I think back to Phil's trade in that uh, trade episode that we did when he proposed a Simmons for Beal swap. And Hot Fudge, I think that would work really well. Yeah, it would be... Beal is like the... The guy that's still on the board, right? Ostensibly. I mean, Beal has basically done nothing but say that he wants that's, to play that's in true. Washington. Yeah. And, but well, I guess that's not fair. I'm sorry, Washington fans. I know that you're a huge part of our listener base, and I don't yeah. want to uh, inf- inflame you too much. I I just mean, like, the, the common narrative around the league is that he's, like, the big guy that's, like, one of yeah. the... And and I and I feel for you because I'm a Timberwolves fan, and people say this about Carl Anthony Towns, despite Carl Anthony Towns uh, always uh, saying basically the same thing as that Bradley Beal has said over the years. So yeah, and so I, I'm, I'm, I am I am deeply sorry, uh, Wizards fans. I I didn't really mean it that way. It's more just like a media narrative thing, and I got caught up in it. But we'll move past it. Well, according to everyone, like the. Brian Windhorse of the world. Every everyone in the league is jockeying for position for Bradley Beal. So 
You're telling me the Detroit Pistons are jockeying for position for Bradley Beal? Sure. Why not? I don't. I. I don't think that they would. Yeah. I. Do we need? Well, to... <laughs> I. I can't remember who I. It would, maybe it was on this the low post this week, but he had mentioned something like um, Ingram and all of the picks in New Orleans for Beal. But they argued, well, is Beal Beal probably wouldn't stay in New Orleans if he did. Man, I just don't like that trade anyway. That's like a that's a huge overpay. Yeah. Also, like, well, all of their picks was an exaggeration, but right. Yeah. I, I I agree that like Bradley Beal is better than Brandon Ingram, but I don't think that he's that much better. Is Bradley Beal better than Zach Levine? I think so, but it's not that much of a difference. No, I, I think no, I'd, he's I think not I'd lean, better than Zach Levine. I think I'd lean Zach. Zach's like a way I'd better lean shooter. Zach. <laughs> Zach's like a way better shooter, and this season at least was a much better defender. Oh, you, you two. Now hold on, Phil. Now hold on. Uh, I love, I love this bit where you guys love Zach Levine too much. It's not a bit. He's so fit. good. <laughs> if Zach Levine hadn't gotten COVID and missed fourteen games at the end of the season, like the Bulls were in the playoffs, they oh, would have. There been it the is. There it is. Nah, he's fine. He does this every time he goes down, Jerry. Checks his knees. Yep. His knees already had knowingly have a torn meniscus in them. That's that's the one. Yeah, I mean Beal when Beal was playing the secondary role, like when Beal was playing as the um shooter for John Wall, Beal was a like a forty percent three point shooter. But as this like primary ball handler guy, Beal's like a thirty-four percent, thirty-five percent type three-point shooter. He's not a very good shooter, and he hasn't been for a lot of years because he hasn't been the primary option for these teams. Um, and with I, so the, gonna, with the volume that he uses, I actually think that 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 hurts you a little bit. Like he's just trying to score thirty-three points every game. I guess my my I, I'm going to push back a little bit on that just because I, I think that that efficiency would probably tick back up if he's in a if he's not just trying to score 33 points every game. You understand what I'm saying? Like I he, do. he jacks yeah, yeah, yeah. has to jack a lot of shots. I I just don't he's think a- Bradley Beal's interested in in um in playing the Clay Thompson role at this point oh, in his career. Probably not. I'm not suggesting playing the Clay Thompson role. I, like Clay Thompson is sort of a a unique character in that, like he doesn't ever have to touch the ball and can put up you know twenty five thirty points. Uh, but like I think even Beal is just like a second option as opposed to an overwhelming first would probably see an uptick in efficiency. Yeah, I just don't think you can afford to pay Bradley Beal the money that he wants as your second option. Very in very many situations, seventy sixers might be one. But if he's if as if he's your second option and putting up those better numbers, I it's worth taking a risk on. I agree. I don't think giving up you know seven first round picks for him no. is the right move. But. My my point was only to say like I'd 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 rather have Zach Levine for a whole host of reasons than I would Bradley Beal. I also happen to think Levine is a better player 
He's young, a lot younger. He's a lot younger. He's better defensively. Levine doing the Bradley Beal impression this season. Shot 50-40-85. You're breaking my heart, Matt. Please stop. I can't. I gotta, I gotta stand for my my friend Zach. Oh, that's right. He was on the Timberwolves. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm put it. I get it now. I get it. I get it. Okay. Now, it's Phil, like I, when I David, want you to... It's like when David Lee was traded to the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, I want you to imagine a, a universe in which the Timberwolves accept the Andrew Wiggins for Jimmy Butler trade straight up, and we toss out a roster of. Prime Ricky Rubio, Zach Levine, Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson. Jamal Murray. It still blows my no, mind that that was on the table. It, yeah, it's insane. Jerry is, uh, of and course, alluding. The Timberwolves turned that down? Allegedly. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, oh, God. One, one faction of the Timberwolves turned it down. Like, I think that, that Tibbs wanted to make that trade, and Glenn, Glenn Taylor, Taylor said, said no. no. Yeah. That is; those were the reports. Whether or not they're one hundred percent accurate, uh, we'll never know. What we do know is that um, after drafting twenty-three-year-old Wes Johnson instead of Demarcus Cousins, we thought, you know, who would fit really well on this team instead of Jamal Murray? Twenty-three-year-old Chris Dunn. Come on down. Uh, all right. And that concludes the Minnesota Timberwolves segment. Um, I I think that the 76ers should probably break up Simmons and Embiid, regardless of whether or not they lose the series. They just don't play well together. They do not have a complementary skill set. And it seems like Simmons is now seeing his value start to wane. And generally speaking, you want to trade assets before their value wanes. <coughs> Tyler Hero. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, what would uh, maybe, you, what would maybe you want to could, trade him for? Sorry, maybe they no, Bradley could, Beal. Maybe they could trade him for, like, uh, I hear there's this guy down in Miami that, like, he's looking pretty good. Yeah, he's showed a lot of playoff poise. Yeah. No, I think you could target, like, Jalen Brown. I think you could try to target... I don't think you can get Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal. They just got... For, for Simmons. They just got Al Horford for Kemba Walker. <laughs> I don't... They I don't need know. a point guard. I don't know if I'd want to do that. Who's going who's gonna to play point guard in Boston? Is it Marcus Smart? Maybe McCollum. Yeah, you could target McCollum. Ooh, Damon Simmons. Ooh, Damon Simmons. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I like that a lot. Ooh, the Damian Lillard Ben Simmons pick and roll. Like McCollum would feel a little light for Simmons, even with the his value decreasing. But oh, dude, I'd. And McCollum's approaching his thirties, isn't he? Where he's yeah, I think I he's think 20, so. he, I think he's twenty nine he this year. He was an old rookie, if I recall correctly. 
Yeah, I mean, the the problem is is like you look at you look at the Bucks, right? And the way that they play when they use Giannis as their initiator as opposed to the way that they play when they use Giannis as their ball screener or post threat and it's just like it's night and day. Giannis is the best screener in the NBA. You just can't defend anything if Giannis is rolling in your pick and roll. And I feel like you could do a light version of that with Ben Simmons. The problem is like if Ben Simmons is uh is not your point guard, you need a pretty adept point guard. And like it's not Maxi. You still have Embiid there to kind of like soak up all that space in the paint. Like the fit's just weird, but in Portland you play Ben Simmons at the 4. You run him in well, I guess Stotts is gone, so I I don't know if they're going to run the same like elevator door pick and rolls and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but like if uh if uh Mark not Mark Budenhauser, uh Mike D'Antoni. Mark 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 da- Mike D'Antoni. Mark Mark, Mark D'Antonius. <laughs> Marcus D'Antonius. Uh, if, if 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 Mike D'Antoni is there, I, th- I think he could still do some interesting things. Yeah. I like that. I think McCollum for Simmons makes sense for both teams. I think yeah, that's a good trade. I, I, like I said, it does feel like it would be a little light on Philly's end, but on the other hand, McCollum has been, if not a great shooter, like a like a very solid one for his yep. whole career. He shoots better than zero. Exactly. Just just replacing Simmons with lack of shooting and spacing with with that would be like a pretty big would be pretty good, I think. So uh, here's I, I don't know. here's what I think will happen if the 76ers lose the series. I don't think they're trading Simmons cuz I think you're right. His perceived value is higher than his market value will be and they can't like sunk cost their way out of it. Uh, I think that, well, I guess Daryl Morey's there now, so he's willing to trade anybody except James Harden. So may, maybe they still do. But I, I do think that they consider getting getting rid of Doc Rivers. He'd trade his grandmother if it made his team better. <laughs> I understand. She had a good jump shot in her youth, but <laughs> these days... Waning years. Like, I, I don't know how Doc Rivers keeps getting... Um, head coaching work they had an historic collapse against the hawks back in uh, game five he's got a ring and uh man that playoff record have have those celtics got more mileage out of that one ring than any other team in nba history like i don't uh, i don't see rip hamilton running around commenting on every goddamn thing that happens Hey, Sean Prince. God, I hate the Celtics so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I wish so badly that they had not won that title. All it took was, like, getting one decent player next to LeBron James. That's all it would have taken, and they just couldn't manage it. Couldn't find a single guy who was not a used car salesman. They were so close. This, they were so this, close to getting Amari Stoudemire. 
And even though a Stoudemire was on, like half one foot in the grave, I still think that would have been enough. Is like, that where your Celtics hatred began, Matt? It's hard to say no, I think where this, it begins. I, I think Celtic... Celtics hatred is a lot like um, is a lot like eternalist special relativity. Like there is no beginning or end that I can perceive without traveling near the speed of light. Mm-hmm. But once I can travel the speed of light, yes, then I'll be able to identify the beginning of my Celtics hatred. I think it. I think it has to do with the the. Kevin Love trade of the Celtics. Or Kevin Love? That's the wrong player. No. The Kevin Garnett trade. Yeah. Because I'm sure that's okay, correct. Yeah. All of the all of the Minnesota fans suddenly became like Boston's hangers on. And I don't know. That just seems like a your your inner contrarian would not It was also just such a bad trade and everyone was like trying to talk it, it was such a classic Minnesota sports thing where we were like, Man, Al Jefferson though, he's really gonna He's going to blossom into the next top five big man in the NBA. Anyone with eyes could tell that that was not the case. He had some good years with the Jazz. Oh, dude. AJF was a fine role player in the NBA. He was not one of the five best power forwards of all time. he, He was not the next Shaq. Maybe that is where it started. I think it's probably where it started. Yeah, could be. Uh, I also thought Paul Pierce was a really obnoxious player. Yeah, he was. He was a uh, an always a Nick killer. He would absolutely destroy us every time he was at the Garden during that stretch. Oh God! I'm just getting like sick to my stomach thinking about how overrated those Celtics teams were. All right, we gotta we gotta move on. This is driving me nuts. Doc Rivers does he get traded if they lose the series? Phil, yes or no? Does Doc no. Rivers get traded, or just like cut? No, they're gonna give him at least one more year. I think, even though there's all these guys on the on the market right now, coaching wise. Ty, Ty Lue just took this Clippers team and beat the one seed without Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Doc Rivers is trash. Well, they could still win this series. Yeah, they no, they're, they're going to win the finals, and it's going to be obnoxious as hell. Jerry, does Doc Rivers uh, go if they lose the series? No. Okay, wow. Well. I think that they trade Simmons before they get rid of Doc. Man, I'd I'd hope they did both, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, do you guys want to talk about what was one of the best playoff series I've seen in the last five years in this Milwaukee Bucks Brooklyn Nets game seven? Nah, I think we can just leave it there. All right, let's skip it over. Uh, that's fine. Um, let's talk more about LeBron's legacy, shall we? Does that seem like... Um, I think that's no, what people was, want to hear about. It got ugly at times, the the Brooklyn-Milwaukee series, but, man, Durant was 
so good those last two games. That and was a LeBron in 2018 level performance. If he hadn't had like half a centimeter of his toe on the three-point line yep. for that shot, uh, they're winning that game. It's true. I, I was talking to Jerry about this. There were two such close plays that like might have decided that game but didn't. The first one was the Giannis attempted buzzer beater at halftime, which he was like a .1 seconds too late on. Yep. And the second was Durant's turnaround fadeaway, not looking at the basket, game tying, should have been a three but wasn't. Um, yeah, if either of those plays goes the other way, you know, the team that uh, failed to execute right then just wins outright. Huge game from both KD and Giannis, but I, I mean... Kevin Durant just put on a performance the likes of which I've only seen two guys put on. Played, what, 53 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Or 51 or 53, but yeah. He didn't rest in games five and seven, I think. And I think the Bucks only played seven guys that whole game. Game seven. Yeah, I gotta say, like, yeah, but M- you... Mark Budenhauser finally realized that Jeff Teague should not be on the floor during playoff basketball. If, if you're if you're Mike Budenholzer and you see Kevin Durant play all forty eight minutes, does that make you? Does that change anything about like your so, fundamental? I mean, he did play Giannis way more than he was comfortable doing this series, and like it. It showed, too. Giannis was so gassed in the fourth quarter last night. Yeah. There were, like, three plays in a row where he just didn't even come down to play offense. He was just standing in the there were times bef- There were times before the fourth quarter, too, where he just looked, like, completely worn out. But Yeah, all right. Yeah, for sure. He's 35 minutes, 31 minutes, 43, 38, 42, 41, 50. Yeah. Okay. So he, he figured it out. Good. That was <laughs> that was maybe you know it's it's the Mike Budenholzer special. He'll make the adjustment, but only two games after he needed to first make it. <laughs> um, I thought the Nets deserved that game. I thought they way outplayed the Bucks. I thought they were outcoached. The Bucks were outcoached. I thought Nash coached way better. Uh. I think that if Joe Harris doesn't completely mentally collapse, it's not even close. If James Harden doesn't keep trying to be James Harden with a hamstring while he doesn't have one, it's not even close. Like, the Nets' ball movement was... think. I mean, think about this. The Nets were not playing with a point guard. James Harden is incapable of running... And the Nets' ball movement was still light years better than the Bucks' ball movement. It's insane. Yeah, I was talking to Chris while we were watching the game together. And I was just telling him that, like, this is probably the Bucks' best chance for, like, the foreseeable future to win a title. Like, this, if there's going to be a year to do it, this is probably it. Because, yep. like... The West looks unusually weak this year, and 
the nets are hurt. So like, this is it. This is probably your best shot. And the nets well, and I, the 76ers are hurt. Yeah. And, and while I think that that's true, I, I don't know. They just still seem like, they still seem so unsteady. Yeah. They're like, terrible. It's crazy. Like the number of, Oh god, the number of possessions that this Bucks team wastes is like forty a game. It's it's I've never seen a a team this good waste so many possessions. Yeah, they just, yeah they go, they, they go through these mass sessions where it just feels like everything is so hard for them to do. Like they're swimming, like they're walking through concrete. Yeah. And it's, they're expending so much energy just to get, like, a really difficult two. Yeah. It's astounding how many really difficult twos they wind up jacking up early in the shot clock. Like, yeah. they'll like they'll sprint down the floor, they'll set a really aggressive screen just so that they can dribble back out to 18 feet and jack up a jumper. It's like, I don't know. Mike Budenholzer is so incompetent offensively i've I did, but he's he hasn't been his like what the fuck is going on well this he hasn't is this is the thing though his whole career this is the thing though is like his teams just seem to collapse in the playoffs and just you know descend into this isolation madness and he he does that like confused i, I guess surprised like, pikachu face on the sidelines and won't call timeouts like but what those, was that? Those what was Hawks that, teams. What was that play out of uh, when when they had two seconds left on the shot clock and eight seconds left in the game, and the team didn't realize that they only had two seconds left on the shot clock? As a head coach, how do you let that happen? That's the head coaching equivalent of J.R. Smith not realizing that there's only five seconds left in the basketball game. Yeah. Or that you're tied, know. whatever, you know. The the maybe it's just because the teams that he that those Hawks teams just absolutely destroyed in the first two rounds in the East those years back, like were not good basketball teams for playoff can like teams in comparison to what he's had to deal with the past few couple of years. But like I I'm still it still is just kinda hard for me to wrap my head around like how slow this guy is to do anything we've just seen it so many years in a row like it's not a fluke this is who mike budenholzer is yeah i never thought i'd say this he's like the anti tyron lou i mean yeah i I never thought i'd say it in the in the connotation that i am saying it uh that's i've I've, uh, you're not the first person i've heard here say that. really yeah. Oh wow, dude! Tyron Lue has done more for his reputation this season than maybe any coach other than Tom Thibodeau. Well, I mean, like the reason that I say that is like he's the whole assistant coach, the best assistant coach to ever win LeBron, win with you know a LeBron a title with LeBron kind of thing. Yep. But like he he is good at adjusting. He's amazing in, in the in the playoffs. He's just like and he. But he just doesn't, like, care about the regular season that much. Because the regular season doesn't matter. And as long as you get to the playoffs, like, and are healthy, whatever, you're, you're there. For real. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, 
I think we were texting about it during the Dallas series where it was just like, holy shit, is Tyron Lue out coaching Rick Carlisle right now? That doesn't seem possible. And then, yeah, during that uh, Utah Jazz series, it was like, oh my god, Tyron Lue. This guy's a head coach. That's true, though I do think it's pretty clear at this point that uh, Dallas like leadership was going through some weird shit at the time. I'm not saying Carlisle's bad at all. I, 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 we've seen enough Rick Carlisle to know he's great. I'm just saying I would have probably estimated that Tyron Lue was a bottom 10 coach in the NBA before watching this and and even with the regular season like I was I was hyping up the Clippers as an offensive generational or a, a, a machine that generated perfect offense most of the season and even still I would have called him a bottom 10 coach in the NBA but now what I've seen him do in this playoffs it's like I don't think you can make a top 10 coaches in the NBA list without including Tyron Lue I think that would be insane the dudes performed so admirably yeah, and it was especially apparent during the Jazz series. I mean, and I guess they 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 did get lucky with their matchups. I think they Dallas is not a Dallas is not match up well with the Clippers, and I didn't think the Jazz did as did either. So. I'm, that's not to take away from what Lou did, especially with Kawhi out later in the yeah series. But um, yeah, he's been he's he's shown some good adjustments during both of those series for sure. I just mean like it takes a it takes a pretty brave dude to say I'm going to take my best player, my best offensive weapon, my best distributor, and I'm going to force him to guard Luka Doncic for 40 minutes a game. Because that's the way we win this series. But he did that starting in game two. Like, he just recognized it so early that it was their only path forward. I don't know. I'm hugely impressed with Ty Lue. I think he's done an amazing job. He is my playoff standout so far. Other than Kevin Durant, who is, you know... <laughs> you think they can make... I mean, you think they have a chance with Kawhi out, though? No. No, Phoenix is so good. And I think, yeah, I think, I mean, at the start of the playoffs, I picked the Clippers to come out of the West. And if Kawhi were still healthy, I'd still pick them to come out of the West. But Kawhi's not healthy. And Reggie Jackson is their second best player. Like, you know, what What? Uh, what do you do against this Suns team that is like, both infinitely deep and has three top 30 players in the NBA. I can't remember the last time I legitimately did not have any clue who was going to win the finals. I think it could be any of these teams left, including the Hawks and the Sixers. I mean, Oh baby, you're coming around to the Hawks, huh? No, I'm just saying with the, with the, with the nets out. Yeah. I mean, I don't really trust all of these teams have flaws and it wouldn't surprise me if any of them caught fire or collapsed. Does Phoenix have a flaw? If, if Paul's playing, uh, really would probably just be youth and inexperience in the playoffs. Mm. Sure. Sure. But that would be it. 
Yeah. Man, but how how impressive have Booker and Aiton been? Very impressive. They look you want to I talk that, about playoff poise. I mean, my this, goodness. This is kind of what I what I was getting at actually. It's like like I think that that the Bucks should be the favorite to like in any matchup they're in for the rest of the playoffs now, right? Yeah, but like given, I, it doesn't given, really. Given the meniscus tear, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't really feel that way to me because just because like I, they, <laughs> Budenholzer are so incompetent. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I they need to hire Rick Carlisle like now. I should specify offensively incompetent. I still think defensively he's outstanding. But yeah, I'd way ra- I like I texted you guys after uh after the Bucks won game 4 in just like man, the Bucks won a few games that they really did not deserve to win the series. It's it's sort of astounding actually. Um well, but they also lost like game 5 if if Giannis doesn't drop that ball in the last play of the game yeah. between his legs, they they probably win game five. Game I two, mean. the Bucks probably deserved to win as well. So actually, you're right. Yeah, that's that's a good point, Phil. Uh, here's here's what I will say in defense of uh, Budenholzer. Um, the it's interesting that you say he's coached them well defensively because the biggest problem that they had have had in past years is their complete inability to adapt defensively like their complete unwillingness to ever switch ever yeah i suppose my my uh what i'm trying to say isn't that he's a great game time defensive coach but that he's like a great defensive schemer kind of kind of like thibodeau actually he reminds me a lot of tom thibodeau in that way Mm. like he can architect a good defense though yeah again admittedly We've we've beat this horse to death as well. Like they were trying a lot of new things this year, and it led to an overall way less effective defense. But I mean, the Nets. I, I don't. How many how many points per game did the Bucks average this series? Like the Nets do not have a very good defensive core. Yeah. Well, last night it was. Did they even did they crack a hundred last night? If they did, it was just barely. But uh, yeah, I mean before yeah, before the before the overtime, it was like one hundred nine, one hundred nine, I think. Oh, uh, okay. So here are the scores that the Bucks put up this series: one hundred seven, eighty six, eighty six, one hundred seven, one hundred eight, one hundred four. One one oh nine before overtime. Like these guys averaged like a hundred and twenty points per game. And the Nets are not a good defensive team. Yeah. I don't know. I think Budenholzer's awful. You think that making that he saved his job though by winning last night. No chance. Uh, He's fired no matter what. I think if they win the title, he stays. And if they don't yeah. win the title, Carlisle's coming. I I would have said 
he just needs to make the finals, but I think with this many coaches in the market, you're probably right. At this point, though, it wouldn't shock me if they wanted Andy was fired. Yeah, dude, honestly. The way, the way these last two weeks have gone in the NBA, I mean. I will say, it does seem like Giannis is still completely in his corner, and there's no chance that Milwaukee does anything that might upset Giannis. That's true, but Giannis was also completely in Jason Kidd's corner, too. Giannis wasn't Giannis yet. Well, Giannis doesn't really strike me as a guy that's going to... At least if he does, it doesn't get out. That he, It doesn't seem like a guy that's complaining openly to media people. I don't think he'll complain openly to media, but I do think they'll run every choice by him, and I think he'll fight for Bud. It seems like he's really close to, to Mark Budenhauser. Well, uh, this is a. Now that we have all these opening spots and coaches on the market, do we want to play? Pick the best coach for the best team? (laughs) It's just Rick Carlisle for every one of them, isn't it? (laughs) Should we take Carlisle out of the equation? Well, but who's. I mean, who do you think. Either who do you think ends up where or who do you think is the best fit everywhere? Carlisle goes to the. Yeah, Carlisle to the Bucks. Uh, I think Budenholzer. Uh, Dan, I think D'Antoni goes to the Blazers. I I also thought D'Antoni to the Blazers, but then I I and I haven't heard any buzz about this, so this isn't a prediction. I'm just saying I think that this would be really good. I actually think D'Antoni in Boston would be sick. I see. I think that they're going to hire a black coach. Oh yeah, yeah, makes sense. I could see D'Antoni in New Orleans as well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Adams for KP yeah. straight up, bring D'Antoni in. Come on. Let's go. Pelicans, pay me a million dollars a year. I'll be your Harlebob. Yes. and um... It's Harleboss, right? That's his official name. I just want to know so that I can call him the wrong name. But I, know, I think it's Harlebob. Oh, really? I thought it was... It, they... no, I think they, I, I think they her... call... Well, they call him Bob. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, we got to look this up. Harla... Yeah, Har... It's Haralabos. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jerry, did you listen to that low post with Tim McMahon? Uh, I he, think so, broke, yeah. They broke down the... How he's an he, ass... He... <laughs> yeah, he openly said on the low posts, like, I'm gonna just gonna be blunt. Haralabob is one of the most arrogant people I've ever met. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He rubs people the wrong way. He doesn't have people skills. Like, I've never heard someone. Like, yeah, that's the. It's pretty, pretty, uh, no damning. uncertain terms there. And I think very. Didn't we talk about him briefly a few a few weeks ago? I feel like we brought him up. Yeah, He's just like one of those snarky. I know. Ever, I, I think I said like he just made me feel like there were only three people in the league and players, coaches, and refs included that he thought were decent, and everyone else was garbage. And that's just kind of like how he carried himself on the podcasts. Yeah, but, it was a. Uh... So I, I look, there are at least five people who are good in the he's league. A yeah. He's a ringle dingus. He's a sure. ringle dingus. 
We should really, if we ever do merch, we'll need a shirt. It says, I'm with Ringledingus. I'm with Ringledingus. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I, I could, uh, I could a hundred percent see a scenario in which D'Antoni just goes and thrives in New Orleans. He's thrived everywhere he's gone. Except for New York, uh, that yeah, one time. New York and Los Angeles that one time. Yeah, I, I don't know how much I blame yeah, him for LA. Did... No, I don't know how much I blame him for New York either. I also think that he could get he could get some real juice out of the young guards that they have there, and maybe well, is Lonzo still going to be there? Well, not. I mean, I think Lonzo is staying because I've I've read that he and Zion are pretty close. Really. Yeah, but Zion so wants out, dude. <laughs> well, I think re-signing him, Lonzo would probably help their case. But sure. they've they've also got like Alexander Walker and and Kyra. Kira. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was God, you beat me to it. Who cares if uh if he's if Lonzo's still there? They got they've Kira got, Lewis yeah. Jr. I do like Kyra Lewis a lot. Um, I've you know I've I've hyped him up over the over the years but uh i think he still only weighs 170 pounds so he's he's probably a little bit away from carrying an nba offense zion could be the amare uh ingram's the marion and kyron lewis is steve nash (laughs) or or lonzo one or the other you know uh (laughs) do we feel good about this we want to commit to this analogy how about we trade? How about the Timberwolves trade D'Angelo Russell for Brandon Ingram, and then he can be your Steve Nash. Oh, I'm a hundred percent in. I'm a thousand percent in. Oh, and Stephen Adams is Boris Diaw. God, I miss Boris Diaw. Unstoppable offensive juggernaut, Boris Un- Diaw. Unflappable. The untiltable mountain, Boris Diaw. I I loved that guy's game. He was so much fun. The Great, bowling ball that rolls. Greatest spur of all time, Boris Dio. <laughs> oh God. Well, that's was, uh, that's George Gervin, isn't it? Yeah. It was inevitable that he was going to end up a spur. Yeah, there's no way. He's like uh, that's how that's how I feel about uh, Justice Winslow and Ben Simmons. But they'll both be spurs. They just have they? to be. Well, Pop is retiring soon, so they better get oh, on that quick. How sad is that? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Pop's oh, had a rough few years, actually. It's hard to feel bad. I mean, he had, like, the most epic 20-year sustained run. I, didn't, I, any... I mean, his wife his, died. His wife that died. The... Oh, well, yeah. 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 We love you, Pop. Yeah. Everybody loves Pop. It does seem that way. He's one of those few people who, like, really is universally beloved. This Sunday on NBC, everybody loves Pop. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Onyeka. Oh, man. Onyeka Okongwu forgot that 
he should not be initiating the uh, Atlanta Hawks offense <laughs> from the free throw the, line. At least not during Game Seven yeah. of the <laughs> semifinals. Uh, they took they took him over Obi Toppin. Look, I like Onyeka Kongwu. I actually predicted him going to the Hawks for what it's worth, uh, and I, I think it's a good a good pick and a good fit. But uh, man, yeah, but they could have they could have had Obi. They could have had Obi. Uh, I just and don't. Then they could have traded John Collins to the Timberwolves because they wouldn't have needed oh, him anymore. God. There is a universe in which John Collins was just drafted by the Timberwolves, and I, I was finally happy. Your, your life is complete. Yep. Yeah. You mean uh, the one where we don't move up, or the one where we take him number one overall? Yes. Oh God. No, though. Uh, okay, we don't. We don't need to. We don't need to do this. Um, game seven. <laughs> don't need to do this. Game seven of uh, Nets and Bucks was one of the best performances I've ever seen by anyone, uh, and uh, and that came from one Kevin Durant who scored forty eight points on uh, seventeen to thirty six shooting, four of eleven from three, had nine rebounds and six assists. Playing just, oh God, just his heart out. The only other player who played well, well, I suppose there were two other players who played well for the Nets. Uh, Bruce Brown gave a great effort. Uh, He was like everywhere on the boards, which was crazy. He had a couple of steals. He shot, I think, yeah, he shot uh, seven and nine. So super, super effective as like playing a rim rolling center, despite the fact that he's 6'3 or whatever. And then uh, Blake Griffin earned himself some money that game. He played really well. I actually knew that the Nets were going to tie it when they brought Blake Griffin back in with like 40 seconds left. I was like, shit. I had really hoped they'd keep Jeff Green uh, guarding Giannis because Giannis could not move Blake Griffin. I thought he played great. Um, Jeff Green had some decent games in that series, though, before Game 7. Yeah, and he was playing hurt yesterday. Um, I also thought Joe Joe Harris had some moments down the – some big moments down the stretch of Game 7. But God, he just bricked everything, though. Yeah. He – And as Harden went 5 for 17, but – even on a really bad night for him, still had twenty two nine and nine. Dude, the so we, we talked needs to be banned. The rip through needs to be banned. Oh, it doesn't need to be banned. It needs to become an offensive foul. It's the stupidest move in the NBA. I hate it. It and the thing where you pump fake the defender jumps and you leap into them and they call that a the, defensive the, foul. Yeah, the Trey Young special. Oh, I, I don't want to blame Trey for that one. That's been that that was he's he's his is the one where he like he, sticks his he ass butt out bumps. Yeah, Trey yeah, that's bumps. the reverse he, Trey. He does all of them though. I mean, he's I've seen him do all of them. Uh, Trey Young doesn't rip through. Like he has ripped through, but it's it's not like the core component of his game. Harden's ripping through on every offensive possession. I've seen him in this series at least four or five times, like just throw his body into t- 
Tobias Harris yeah. as, he's, as he's coming down. I'm not saying Trey is without flaw. I'm just saying, like, this specific thing is not is not Trey's bread and yeah. butter. Trey, Trey loves to do the you get him on your hip and then you jump backwards <laughs> nonsense. I'm, I'm so glad it's not a shooting foul anymore. I, I didn't watch a lot of basketball back when it was, but, like... I'm surprised it didn't make me more angry <laughs> back back then than it yeah. did. The rip through is so egregiously stupid. It makes literally no sense. The defender's not moving at all. You slam your arm into their arm and it's a it's a defensive foul. What the hell? Makes no sense. I really hope they make it an offensive foul. Uh and that I don't know. James Harden... So we, we texted a bunch about this, about how the officiating really seemed biased towards uh, Brooklyn for much of that series. And Jerry had a good point, which was Brooklyn has two superstars on the court at any given time, and Milwaukee only has one. And refs are just biased towards superstars. And I watched the last few games with that in mind. And I think you're right, Jerry. I think it really just comes down to the pedigree of the player who is committing the foul or being fouled because Brooke Lopez was fouled so many goddamn times in this series and didn't get a single call. And then also Brooke Lopez like defended things flawlessly, did not commit fouls, but it happened to be near Kevin Durant or James Harden and they just call it regardless. There's a clip circulating right now of P.J. Tucker rising to contest one of Kevin Durant's shots when he's like a full six inches away from Durant and they still call the shooting foul. It's it's unbelievable. It's so egregious. The officiating in the NBA has it's always story, been bad. It's a but... story as old as time, though. Star well, calls. So, like, I, I think back to, like, Kobe in the mid-2000s, and there were a few series where Kobe just got jobbed, like, could not get a foul call. And I wonder, was that just a personal thing between him and a ref? Like, did he say something to a ref once and that, like, fine, you're not getting any foul calls? Yeah, I, I think I, I, like, think about Tim Duncan and what's his name? Yeah. Um, Joey, Joey Crawford. Yeah, Joey Crawford. Tech, technical foul for smiling. God, Joey yeah. Crawford, what an idiot. But, like, James Harden shits on refs all the time. Every single play, James Harden is screaming at a referee. In post-game conferences, he's calling them all terrible at their jobs. He called... He called... Uh, he and Draymond had a thing where they called it, like, a war against referees. Like... This guy's still getting all of the nonsense calls every time. How how has nobody decided, like, James Harden, we're not calling these bullshit ticky-tack fouls on this guy. He's clearly not trying to play basketball. He's just trying to get to the line. It's all nonsense. Yeah, at some I don't point, know, At like, some point, I think he'll stop getting them. Chris Paul has, has had, for sure, a couple series where there were foul embargoes on him. No one would call a foul for Chris Paul. And I just, I haven't seen that happen for James Harden. I don't know how it's possible. He's a super, he's a super duper star. He is a super duper star. It's so true. Chris Paul. Ah, Chris Paul was never an MVP though. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, who was a two time MVP? 
Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Who uh, played his goddamn heart out in that game seven. Yeah, he was pretty great, even though, as you said, um, their offense was not exactly flowing. I just don't blame him for that. Yeah, but he's he's... He's wow. so big and long, he find he just finds a way to like wrap coil his body around the defender and just lay it in behind the rim. I mean, he did that a couple times last night. Yeah, like, the like guy... upside down backwards arm lay in thing is Yeah. It's insane. Giannis has developed a pretty lethal mid range jumper game too. So I uh I think one of the things that, you know, Ben Simmons deservedly gets a ton of flack for is the fact that he just hasn't improved at anything offensively. Offensively, like, sure. Yep. He's like, if anything, he's gotten worse at a lot of right. number of things. Or at least he's like more hesitant now. He's like less natural with a lot yeah. of things. Um, this is the thing Jerry and I used to argue about because, you know, Jerry wanted the Wolves to try to get him. Because he's still, still kind of do sure, sure. Um, uh, wow, yeah, was that Thibel? It was nice yeah. dunk. Um, oh, and then Collins. Oh yeah, Collins. Oh yeah. Uh, the reason Collins. that I <laughs> the reason that I bring it up is because we've had this argument for years now where it's like, man, Simmons is just really the exact same guy he was as a rookie offensively. He hasn't changed at all. And for like all of Giannis's many flaws and Giannis has two pretty egregious flaws, uh, free throw shooting and three point shooting. Yeah. The free throw shooting is weird though. Cause he wasn't this bad earlier on in his career. It's, like he wasn't... it's completely mental. Yeah. He's, he's just in his head. You can tell. I really liked that. Like, it seemed like once people started counting aloud, it like allowed him to actually get into a rhythm. I thought that was really funny that as soon as the Nets fans started screaming, <laughs> he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, after he got that <laughs> violation in the first, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that let him, you know, uh, actually find a rhythm. They're counting for him. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but for those two flaws, like he's developed his game to such a high degree. He's like a very good passer now. He has developed a great mid-range game. He's a lot better about securing the ball. He can pass out of double teams now. Like he's learned. His post game is like extremely effective. He's got a jump hook now. I I don't know. I I respect Giannis a ton and. Uh, it's great to it's great to see somebody who is as naturally gifted as he is still working on their craft and still improving as a basketball player. I'd I'd even go so far as to call him the fourth best player in the NBA. You know, it's um, it's impressive. Well, you, did. So. you did in your list. That's right. Yeah, that that is what I'm referencing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I had him fourth. Jerry, you had him one, didn't you? Jerry did I did one. have him one, yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, I would still have him... I, I might have moved him down slightly. 
I think I'd still have him at the at three at the lowest. Sure. Durant and Kawhi are both sort of lawless in a way. And LeBron. <laughs> well, LeBron's but, legacy is flawless. I think we can all agree on that, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But um you know, like the the free throw thing does hurt. He, he would went for like 8 for 14 or something like that in game 7. Yep, he went 1 of 5 to start and then from that point on he went 7 of 9. So honestly, if if it was just the free if he if he shot free throws at a even just like a league average rate, 75, 76%, something like that. I'd probably be way more comfortable leaving him at one and like not have any reservations about it at all. But I will say they never went to a legitimate Hakayana strategy. Yeah. Like people do Thank still God. fear his free throws enough not to just guaranteed put him on the line. Like Jeff Green, when he was defending him, was for sure just like, you can't shoot. You have to foul shoot instead. Uh, but that was a concession more than a strategy. Like, they were still letting him milk a clock. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Like, the, there is, like, a distinct list of, like, or, like, a, a tear break, kind of. Like, you're not a bad enough free throw shooter for me to intentionally foul, like, without a play even happening. But if you're going to shoot it, I'm going to hit you. Yeah. Yeah, Giannis is in that tier. Um, that is the one thing that has... I think tanked Ben Simmons' value more than anything. The fact that you can't play him in the last three minutes of a close basketball game. It's uh, it's pretty bad. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. Well, uh, it's I don't know. Going... I, I think I think I think a lot of it is still. I, I still believe in Ben Simmons a bit. I agree that he hasn't, that he's like regressed in some ways since he's come to the league offensively, but he's grown a lot defensively. And I think, I think a part of the reason why he's sort of, he's stagnated offensively is like the conditions of the team around him a bit. Do you mean uh, Joel Embiid or like? Yeah, I mean Joel Embiid and like, uh, I, it's not that, you know, Joel Embiid is a fantastic player. I just think that Ben Simmons needs as much space as possible. And I really do think he could be like a poor man's Giannis. Yeah, I I agree. I think I I think I was the one that uh, originally pitched that to you. I see. I remember it as you pitching it to me as like, he could be a poor poor man's LeBron. I think I said both. Okay. Could be. Most in NBA history, most game sevens. Doc Rivers, this is his 15th. He's got a 6-8 and an eight record. 6-8 and eight record, pardon me. Sure plays his team to a lot of game sevens. <laughs> uh, I wonder how many of those series he was the favorite in. All right, I'm sorry. I cannot help but slander Doc Rivers. I just... Most of them, I think. I uh, I do not respect his head coaching. Maybe he'll prove been, me wrong. 
I've been surprised that, I mean, I know Simmons has not looked particularly effective so far, but I'm surprised that his value is, he's gone from like, this guy's almost untouchable to almost unplayable. Like yeah. in the, in the conversation about him and his value it really turned quickly and uh, I don't think it's fair. But Yeah, I do think it's context dependent. Again, I think if, if you play him, you know, in a way where he's not just a Joel Embiid, like marshmallow thing, uh, it's, oh, that was a terrible play. Um, I think there's a, a much more interesting argument to be had for Ben Simmons, a superstar. Jerry, I do remember you thinking that he was like a potential future MVP. Do you still think he has that kind of ceiling? No. no. Okay. I think that if he was in the right context, he could be in the conversation as a top 10 player, but as like a fringe top 10 player. Yeah. The fact that he's so capable on defense is really uh it gives him like a very solid like if he's if he improves like fairly dramatically on offense and i think that he absolutely he can in the right context then just the the sheer potency of his like defensive strengths sort of give him a pretty high floor sure in that context yeah i i don't know I also I also overvalue defense a bit. I think, man, if Trey yeah, can I'm if Trey can where. generate any sort of shot this game, the Hawks are going to win this thing. But he has looked abysmal on offense right now. I mean, they so should like, be crushing one, right now. Yeah, it's true. Like like one for thirteen, I think, right now. Two is sixteen. Two is sixteen. Okay. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, the Hawks have only made five threes. <laughs> oh. Come on, Atlanta. Come on, get get to it. God, I hope they win. Wouldn't that be something? Yes. Mm, just beautiful. Although, even if they win, they're not going to New York, so... <laughs> we can't have that dream happen now. Yeah. Whatever, I'm happy. Go into, you can go into Milwaukee and fuck, <laughs> fuck their lives up. As the, uh, I think I was the only guy who picked the Bucks. Right? You both had the Nets coming out. Yep. Did you both? Yep. I think Nets were both of your title picks too, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. that that quarter inch uh, of Kevin Durant's toe. Hold on, hold on. Did you did you pick the Nets? I thought you picked somebody else to win the title. I didn't, but you you and Phil both did. Not, yeah, I mean, I mean, Phil, I thought you picked not the Nets. Didn't you have, like, the Celtics oh, or something? Oh, at the start of the season, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just mean okay. at the start of the when playoffs. We did our, yeah, when we did our playoff thing, I switched because uh, they've got Harden, Durant, and <laughs> Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah. Oh. yeah, no, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, without injuries, I think the Nets are the Far and away, clear favorite. Yeah, but I mean, even are... without two injuries, yeah. If they had, if only even only if only one of those guys had gotten hurt, I think that they probably still win. Yeah, it's hard know. to say because like 
Harden probably takes up a greater share of the offense if he's not injured, and then we don't get this like just insane Kevin Durant production. Though Durant's fresher, he doesn't have to play as many minutes. Uh, it's hard to account for because Durant was so incredible in games five and seven. Like I, I don't know how much having a second superstar matters in that context because he was just he was on he was everywhere he was doing everything. Yeah, I guess that's true. What she really needed was a little bit more defense, right? Right, right. Which Rudy Blake Gobert Griffin provided. The Nets. <laughs> Dude, Gobert would fit amazingly on the Nets. I, I know, I know. Jared Allen, perhaps? How about Miles Turner? <laughs> Jared Allen. Jared Allen. It wouldn't be a TOF without a Miles Turner. That's reference. a good point. Yeah, oh, I yeah. love Miles Turner. Dude, uh, so Harden was injured. I don't think people are going to count him shitting the bed this series against oh, him. They will. They will. You it think they will? Fair, but they, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. I was going to say I've, it feels like he's you know he's at least got an excuse this time. I think I, I think I've got it, guys. All right. Ben Simmons to Portland for CJ McCollum. Yep. And then. Uh, Miles Turner to Portland as well for Robert Covington. <laughs> no. Are you drunk? Yeah. You're, you're not Why do you hate do the Pacers, that. Jerry? <laughs> well, we got to get Taylor. No, not, not Taylor Jenkins. Who's the who's the head coach over there? In... Is, there is no head coach of the Indiana Pacers. Nate Bjorkren or whatever. He's gone. Mm. He's gone too. So we never did our uh, our coaches hot seat. So let's let's list them out first thing. We got Carlisle, we got Stotts, we got Dan Tony. Uh those are the I would say biggest three. Yeah. Then we've got Stan Van, Scott Brooks, Nate Bjorkren, Dan uh there's one more, isn't there? Um I think Vanterpool's name is probably gonna come up some. Yeah. And then I guess Dallas's assistant is probably going to get that job. What's his name? Uh, Mosley, something like that. Jamal Mosley. Is there any chance Becky Hammond goes somewhere? Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond, I think, was in the running for the Portland job. Interesting. But I think she's also got some loyalty to this the Spurs. She might well, be getting Pop's job when he retires. I, Do you I, want I think. It? I think that's the the. I don't know. I, I think that that's sort of like an assumed thing. I don't know if it's ever actually been talked about. I just, I don't think the Spurs are on the up and up. No, I don't think that they're necessarily on the up and up either, but I don't think that they're so far down as to be. Well, maybe that's yeah, actually like, a bad thing. They're not like, they're not stuck in like debt or lottery pick debt, you know? They no, can... but they're in limbo, which is the worst place to be in the NBA. But they're they're about to, you know, Aldridge just retired slash expired. DeRozan's going to be coming off the books. They're going to have some, some cap space, and they can kind of put up a firewall here and start moving things around because they need they need to shake something up there they have a lot of interesting young pieces but none of it fits together really they just they just need one of those pieces to pop and to trade for 
an up and comer. I think ben they're back Simmons. in it. Ben Simmons, John Collins. Yeah. Hmm. Kevin hmm. Knox. Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. Future MVP Kevin Knox. Don't Knox him. Hey. I wish I didn't. I, I, that was, no, that was good. I liked it a lot. No, it was not good. It's not good, guys. See, I just, I, I don't think there's a path to title contention that way. No, uh, but I just don't think they're like, they're not stuck in the mud forever. They, they've, they've proven that they can make deals to improve their team. So I'm not. They've not proven they can them. make deals to improve their team. I, I mean, I think that's true of role players, but like the core of the Spurs engine when they've been competitive have always been homegrown guys. Well, think about where they've gotten. They, they got they found Kawhi at the end of the lottery. Yep. All right. Yeah, I mean, Manu I, I, was a late pick too. Yeah, I, I, I. I guess well, I mean, all I'm getting at is that, like, in the past, they've found pieces with limited resources. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that that maybe that day is that that's gone now. But people are savvier today than they were back then. It's just but, tough to like, you know, past performance does not indicate future results. True. But they also haven't done anything horrifically oh. stupid that wasn't forced upon them. You know, like the Kawhi trade was bad, but they didn't. I don't blame that trade on them necessarily. No, I, I think they just, I think they just really wanted to run it back with Pop one more time. Yep, you know? I agree. They would rather in, instead of getting a big package of potential future assets they wanted to keep you know competing for his twilight years yeah which i mean to their credit yep. they were playoff teams and i can't blame them Somehow. at all for that he got them five titles like that's yeah. that's worth something i don't think you tank for that guy um okay so that's kind of our list so let's start we think it's Carlisle to the Bucks, right? That seems basically inevitable unless the Bucks win the title. Yeah, I guess. Um, that's that's what I would have penciled in. I still have a hard time seeing that. Jesus, Trey Young is Trey Young just like slapped Ben Simmons in the re- in front of the refs, and no one said anything about it. Yeah, I wanted to see a, re- a replay of that. Oh, because he's getting blasted by Tobias Harris. <laughs> well, I mean, to- I mean, Tobias fell. Well, Tobias ran into him and then ran fell. Ran into him, yeah. I think they called Trey for a foul there, too, even though Tobias just full-on tackled him. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to shed a tear for a foul called on Trey Young. <laughs> No, I, I just mean, like, I, I would also be upset if some dude yeah. who was four inches taller than me just bowled me over and What's I got called for a foul. 
with my, with back, my turned. back turned. Yeah, he ran into his back, right? Well, he just made it's, it back up because especially, uh, yeah, especially after Dwight Howard full on crotch tackled Trey Young earlier in the game. Uh, all right, so Carlisle's out of the running. Who is getting? Well, who do we think the most desirable jobs are? Bucks is number one, obviously. Uh, then it's probably Pelicans? Celtics, Portland, or Pelicans. Yeah, or Dallas, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Dallas is Dallas tough. in there too. Yeah, Dallas is a little weird. I it's... mean, from a just Luca alone would be worth it, but right. It's. I think maybe there aren't a lot of coaches that are going to want to put up with that. But else, it, it sounds like they're going to go with their assistant. I wonder. Ooh. I wonder Luka how likes. big of a oh. deal it is. Yeah, Gallo stroking it. I wonder how big of a deal it is uh, that Cuban is so involved. Like, is that? You know, Carlisle obviously had a lot of clout and a lot of cachet there, but even he felt stifled. Like, is. Is some coach is is this like the equivalent in the NFL where you like need kind of a guy who's okay just being um kind of in the second yeah. light? Uh maybe that's why they'd want the assistant, is cause like he's already got a relationship with Cuban. Like I can't see I can't see Terry Stotts going to Dallas and being happy to have Mark Cuban be like, hey, look, I talked to my internet friend who's really into Bitcoin, and he thinks that you should be starting Chris Dapps at center. Well, I think they're gonna they're gonna hire whoever Luca wants them to hire. They don't have any they don't have any wiggle room here. They this is a bad look for them. Yeah, and they can't afford to make to hire someone else that Luca either didn't approve or is doesn't like at all could we so. see a david blatt return <clears throat> I, I was gonna say something like maybe a a new coach as like a first gig for somebody hmm. rather than somebody that's already established just like yeah ima udoka shaka smart shaka uh all right so let's let's say pelly's are the most intriguing because they've got the most up and comers. Like Jax is pretty good, Brandon's very good, Zion's transcendent potentially. They're all young. Uh who wins out in that interview? Seems like it'd be between D'Antoni and Stotts, right? Uh I would like, uh, maybe, I have a, it feels like Stotts might go to a, I think the Pacers might pick up Stotts. I could see him in Washington, too, in D.C. Ugh. You you want to downgrade at both positions, Terry? Yeah. (laughs) NBA job, though, I mean. I just I think there are more attractive places that would hire him. I guess if you think that he cannot be hired in Boston, maybe Washington is the most attractive. You think that Washington's more attractive than Indiana? 
Indiana's locker room fell apart this season. Yeah. Wasn't that because of the coach? Uh, yeah, ostensibly, but you know, it's plausible that something else is going on there. I don't know. TJ Warren full on, though I guess that was reportedly because of Bjorkren. TJ Warren full on decided not to play basketball this year and to get season ending surgery rather than play for Bjorkren. Yeah. Man, wow. I mean, the, the starting five for Indiana is still so enticing. Brogdon, kind of, Lavert, yeah, Warren, Sabonis, Turner. I mean, my God. That's, that's kind of the reason why I'm intrigued by stats there, because, like, maybe I this is just, like, a weird... I don't know. I feel like his system is pretty interesting and could be... With that many like players that can all move and do stuff, then again, maybe, maybe not. Maybe uh, because he's gotten like maybe the perception is because he's had such dominant like players surrounded by less good players that he'll get into put into another position like that. I don't yeah. know. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there are any coaches who have led big men to really great seasons. Brown could come out for Indiana. That could be really interesting. There's no way the Nuggets part with Malone. No. God, the Bulls should have picked up Malone. Yeah, well... If only there had been two guys sitting in your basement screaming that for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, stats just seemed like such an obvious choice for Boston until I heard that they wanted to get a, a black coach. Oh, this isn't your pet theory. This is actually being reported on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. I've heard, it. I've heard that floated too, yeah. Interesting. Man, yeah, could I they... So. I think Ben's... I think Bill Simmons mentioned that so is vanterpool like is he the top candidate for boston then uh i don't know i don't think they've even interviewed him i've heard ime udoka lloyd pierce and lloyd pierce yeah that was early on he may not be a part of it anymore but hey matt don't look now but young trey is starting to he's hit his last two shots yeah he's four of 21 yeah (laughs) He's struggled, but they're in it, dude. If if he can if he can light up, he's four of twenty one, and they're up by two. Yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. he's it's he's got to start shooting now. He's due, dude. The Hawks are a top six team in the NBA. I've been saying it. <laughs> uh, God, I hope they can do this. Yeah, are there any? I mean, Stephen Silas. Oh, if if Boston called, uh, oh darn it. Come on, Trey. That's not the shot you need to be taking right now. If uh, Boston called Steven Silas and was like, hey, dude, please, please leave the Rockets, he'd say yes, right? Yes. Probably, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I would. Yeah. (laughs) Is is the Rockets team going to get contracted? Like, (laughs) is nobody, just nobody's going to go there? No so man, funny. I think I think that they uh I think that they had a pretty like besides the disastrous Harden trade, 
which is admittedly really, really bad. Yep. Uh, as far as like tanking seasons go, I think that yeah. went pretty well. They succeeded for sure. Yeah, uh, and if they get Cade, not just for like the potential of getting a good player uh, in the draft, but also like, what's the name of the guy? There was a rookie, uh, Jay Sean Tate, I think. Sean Tate, yeah. Dude, Ben like... Simmons just literally passed up an open dunk. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I saw that, yeah. Holy shit, this guy. He's broken. That's ridiculous. He was... Wide open dunk. He was like, nah, Trey throws... Young's gonna block this. And then he throws his hands up. I Yeah, I think that he's... There's... He's like a an, an abused dog at this yeah. point. Somebody's got to help help Ben Simmons figure it out. Well, this isn't. This is just completely my my theory, and I don't think this is going to happen. But isn't Fertitta a? Um, did he make his money in casinos? I believe that's correct. So what if they just the fire Harlebob? No, they the Rockets have tanked. They've destroyed their reputation in Houston, so he moves them to Las Vegas. Well. That's like Houston's a whole a, other can of worms, right? Because it sounds a much like better market. Yeah, it sounds like expansion's happening too, right? Yeah, well, someone else can expand in Houston. They can have their own team. The, the Houston gets one of the expansion teams, and the Rockets <laughs> yeah. go to Las Vegas. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. That'd be so funny. Yeah, what they're saying two teams, right? Yeah. They just really, really need the Nets to win a title, dude. <laughs> it's like they need that New York market to stay engaged. I think they. I don't think that's a concern. They're. Yeah, I guess if so, if they're, they're so riled up, if I they've mean, uh... the, the Knicks were good for the first time. In yeah. years, Brooklyn is poised to. Make I was just going to say, if they if they're still engaged now, they'll never be disengaged. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just so many people there, right? Yeah. Like, even if there's like, they I, have the lowest percentage of fan engagement in the entire league, they're still going to be bigger than some markets, right? Yeah. Just because of the sheer size. I just mean like, if the Nets win a title, you're selling three times as much merch you're selling 10 times as much merch as you do if the suns win a title yeah all right so final decision where do we think stats goes is it indiana that seems like a good like a I don't know if that's the best fit for him, but it feels like the place he'll end up. I don't know if I can think of a a better fit. It seems like a pretty good one. I feel yeah. like Sabonis would work really well with Stotts's the things that Stotts does well. Uh, and you know what? Actually, we asked like, have have there been any folks who've coached big men into like good seasons? And Terry Stotts. Lamarcus Nurkic. Aldridge and Nurkic, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can get Brogdon healthy and TJ back, and yeah, could be and engaged. Team. Man, if TJ Warren could play defense, whew, he'd be a hell of a player. 
Um, yeah. Okay. I think I think that's pretty intriguing. Who goes to Portland? Because I I still think it's D'Antoni. Just just because like Dame is there and Man. it's maybe like the least inspired choice, but like I, I just, think it'll be. It's so just, it's just what D'Antoni does, right? He just goes from. Uh, he transcended point guard. Yeah, from from transcended point guard to transcended point guard. I think D'Antoni would probably, and would rather go to New Orleans just because he'll get more attention coaching Zion than he will Portland. I also that could think be true. like, and I, I, what, what if, if for some reason I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go, please go. No, I just, in my mind, for some reason, I'm just kind of imagining Portland's going to end up with someone really underwhelming, and that's going to be the end of the Dame era. Like, they're going to they're gonna sign, like, Scott Brooks. Yeah, I was, th- this, you've, you've anticipated my, my theory of what's about to happen. Uh, I also think Portland will be like, well, you know, Scott Brooks really took that Thunder team far, and uh, yeah. they will stupidly give him a job. Um. Also, oh, about, I, like if, um, if David Griffin, Steve... if David Griffin calls uh, Mike D'Antoni, he's like, "Hey, dude, look, we want you to come here." Oh, Trey Young. Oh, he feeds on hate. Oh, baby. All right. Uh, sorry, that's the who's heart. He, who's he looking at? That, yeah, hard to say. Um, man, I lost the my train world. of thought completely. That was a great shot, Trey. Scott Brooks to Portland. Oh, uh, I was saying, if David Griffin calls Mike D'Antoni and is like, hey, dude, look, we know that uh, our roster's a little weird right now. We're going to work on it. We want you to come here. We want you to turn Zion into the best player in the NBA. And we're going to give you four seasons to do it. Like, four seasons where you have your run-of-the-mill. You can do whatever you want. How do you say no to that? Like this kid I mean, could yeah. be the next LeBron. I think, you, I think you just say no, right? You'd have to be crazy. Got to have a real need. Oh. But I think he'd. I think he'd. I think he'd see the opportunity of coaching Zion as uh, worthy for him because he is kind of picky. I think he'll. If if he's not getting overpaid, he's he's also just not gonna. I could see him not like being interested in the Portland job, but I think he'd much rather coach Zion, who's on the upswing. I'm with I you. I mean, also, maybe, there's, but, but like, also, no, wouldn't, Portland's wouldn't not these... winning an NBA title. They're not. Yeah. No. It's not happening. Unless they trade for Ben Simmons. <laughs> Even what about, then... uh, we, we, is Steve Clifford on the board? Or did he end up signing a, an assistant job somewhere? I actually don't know. I don't. Has he been officially? Did he step down? Yeah, I, I, I believe, thought he had. Yeah. I th- I think they mutually agreed to part ways because of the yeah because of the yeah okay the, the direction there goes. So that that's another team that feels that could also be a Scott Brooks test. Oh man, Scott Brooks to the Magic might actually be pretty good because uh, the the one thing know, Scott Brooks can do is develop a point guard. You know. I know we we already put Stotts in Indiana, but I think uh, Clifford would also be a good fit there. 
Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, man. Who's go- so who's going to Boston? No one. We're well, just it sounds sending... like Lloyd Pierce. Yeah, Lloyd Pierce. Just continue the comedy of errors out of Boston, right? Dude, I've... I mean, Lloyd Pierce was like Jim Boylan levels of incompetent this season. What if they outbid uh, Atlanta for Nate McMillan? Bring Nate in. There's no way Atlanta lets Nate Mc... If Atlanta lets Nate McMillan go... Ben Simmons, Jesus. Dude, if Atlanta lets Nate McMillan go, I, there's going to be like a fan revolt. And there should be. Yeah, he's yeah. played really well. I didn't understand why the Pacers let him go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... I... I think it's because Pr- Kevin Pritchard, the GM, is like good buddies with that Nate Bjorkren. <laughs> you know, it, it's so egregious. We're you know we're uh, we're really into uh, bringing Nate Bjorkren in. Yeah, that's the reason we're letting this guy go. Oh my! Wow, this is getting shitty. Yeah, this man. is crazy, dude. Very physical, and they're not calling fouls, uh, which. When you're the six foot oh, 170 pound guy, has gotta be, <laughs> gotta be a little disheartening. No, uh, no, it's good. It's good for him. I guess that's true. Yeah, he's fueled by hate. Man, the, dude, an indie or a Philadelphia fan just tried to shove Trey Young. Did you see that? No, but well, it doesn't surprise foul. me. He was not. Okay, oh, Trey! Was... That was a. What? He was fouled on that one. For once, they, they called fall. that on Atlanta. They did. Huh. Oh man, guys. Okay. Getting... This is tense. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I right now we're just we're watching the game, right? Fuck coaching. We, both, we... both both games today right. have been. George we Hill. The recording. Uh, no, 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 no. I want to. I want to get our reaction in case Atlanta wins. Uh. Over to Tobias Harris. He's, oh man, just money. Money with the layup. Uses Embiid's body as a screen. Brings it up. Gorgeous off the glass. Trey Young's pulling it up. He's got Ben Simmons in front of him. Ben has defended Trey super well. And in fact, Seth Curry is about to foul Kevin Herter. Uh, Kevin, man, he struggled in the fourth quarter of last game. He was basically useless for 20 straight minutes, but he has turned it around. He's played great today. All right, so man, interesting. They're having Trey inbound. So, what is this going to be? Is this going to be a try to hand it back to Trey, toss to Herder Maybe. here? It could also just be a Herder catch and shoot. Yeah, it's tough. Thibel's on him, and Thibel's a lot faster. Oh God, than that is Thibel, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, come on, come on, Atlanta. Oh, I I hope they can figure this out. <laughs> okay fair enough uh shooting foul for herder did they call that on the shot or was it before the shot i think it was on the it shot had to have been on the shot okay so that's the three then if it's not on the shot it is egregious yeah, yeah. It, it it has to be on the shot it's it's yeah it is good okay so come on kevin the first one oh looks beautiful silk Stroking this is happening. I, I, dude, I hope it is. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? 
How don't, don't jinx it. Can you imagine how unbearable I'd be for like three straight weeks? Well, yeah, between your hawks and my sons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I am so stoked to have another person on the Suns bandwagon. This is really. This is actually, if the Hawks do pull, pull this off, this is a, sort of an incredible story, right? Fifty-four I, seconds. I mean, people, left. people They're thought he would. People thought they would be like the eighth seed, struggling to get into the playoffs at all, and they're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. If maybe? they if they win this, yeah. yes. After a mid-season coaching change, too. Yeah. You know, we didn't talk about... Oh, actually, no, we did. In our Coach of the Year discussion, we just said Nate McMillan wasn't there long enough, but he probably deserved some some buzz. Yeah, totally. All right, come on. I mean, he, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he just gets it posthumously next year if he stays in Atlanta. Yeah, that'd be funny, yeah. Uh, okay, so I will say this for Doc Rivers. He is amazing coming out of timeouts. Like, he's really great at drawing up plays. So it it does feel like Philadelphia's got this timeout and then one more. So that should be like two guaranteed buckets, give or take. So the Hawks probably need to score twice more if they want to win this game, which is a tall order. They have not looked uh, like they're generating great offense. Embiid looks depressed. He does. He and Simmons have both looked depressed this whole game. He looked depressed during yeah the the warm ups. Oh. Yeah, maybe they can feel it. Oh no, no, it's it's just focus. Boy. Oh, Phil, I think you might be ahead of us. Sorry, hope I didn't give it away. No, you're good. I assume that means a three from uh, Seth Curry. We'll find out here. Okay, no, Curry's inbounding. There's George. Oh, and beads free so. <gasps> turned it over oh my god let's go hawks they're up oh. six with 41 seconds let's it take, go it would take some timberwolves levels of incompetence to throw this away <laughs> jerry <laughs> oh my goodness that's this that that guy on screen right now is the saddest human being in the world. He is not he is not <laughs> pleased with that outcome. <laughs> that, there's another one coming up. Okay, I'm stoked to <laughs> stoked to see. Oh, Phil, we got to get you on our stream so we can all react at the same time. Oh, dude. My reaction myself. No, no, I I feel bad. I don't want you to have to, you know, to police yourself at all. Yeah. My emotions. Yeah. Oh, there is the there's the second oh, sad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Corey. The saddest. Yeah, Corey Klocksik. Yeah. The saddest man in the world. Like, I so, brought out. Do I they, brought out my Iverson jersey for this. Yeah, right. <laughs> do they take Trey out of the game? Yes. I mean, they have to, right? Defense. What the fuck? Okay, that was bizarre. Okay, come on. Come on, guys. One more stop. Trey is still in the game. 
Capella is on Seth Curry. Oh. Oh, my God. They fouled Trey. So he'll go to the line. Oh, my God. He's been shooting really poorly. Atlanta's still up four right now. Trey Young is going to the line. This is probably super boring to listen to. If so, feel free to sign off. We we appreciate you sticking with us. But, man, if the Hawks win, you're going to miss a, a celebration. That, uh, that previous shot from Milton, I didn't even look. It yeah. looked like it didn't go in. It was so quick. It didn't even looks look like, like a sh- shot. Looks like shake oh, is a bit okay. shaken after that one. Trey makes the first one. Up five. 35 seconds to play. Come on. Oh, he's smiling. No, Trey. No, you need to feed off the hate, not the joy. The joy is See, bad he missed. He, I told you, he can't smile. You got to feed off hate. Oh, don't let him be take a three. No. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Atlanta's doing it. Up five, 26 seconds. Danilo Gallinari at the line. Danilo makes these, baby professional free throw shooter aren't aren't you glad that i convinced you to take this the the hawks i am glad oh there's another saddest man in the world oh and then then show lmb the fans are leaving the fans are actually they're they're out why would you leave the it's the freaking eastern conference semifinals why would you leave because they're philadelphians jerry because they're weak yeah (laughs) They haven't watched the Timberwolves their whole lives. They're soft casuals, Jerry. <laughs> oh my god. Atlanta's going to the Eastern Conference Finals, boys. This is crazy. Woo! 25 seconds. Atlanta's up seven. Tobias Harris bricks a three. Joel Embiid offensive rebound. He gets it off glass in. Atlanta's f- up five. Trey Young. Going to the free throw line. 17 seconds left. Even if he bricks both of these, it's such a such a tough hill to climb. This could... I mean, it, the, N, the NBA title has never been more up for grabs in the history of the league. I think. Atlanta's <laughs> going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh my... Oh my God. Do you remember? Do you remember back <laughs> long ago... <laughs> Okay. When they had a losing record. Uh huh. Yeah. And a wise Minnesotan podcaster had the audacity to call them a top six team in the NBA. Someone throw a bottle? Oh my God. Wait, really? Philadelphia, baby. Somebody threw a bottle? Classiest people on the planet. I'm just kidding. I love you, Philly. Um, I don't. someone, Someone threw something on the court. Yeah. Six seconds. They're up seven. They foul Trey Young. Oh, no, no, that's the bottle. Somebody threw a bottle on the court. Joel Embiid is pissed about it. As he should be. Oh, man, Joel. Oh, you played through a torn meniscus for this. They brought Doc Rivers, the worst coach in the NBA. Now that this just prolongs the agony. Fuck that fan. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Five seconds left. Atlanta has the ball. They are up seven. There are no scenarios in which the Philadelphia 76ers win this ball game, right? I can't imagine one. I feel like I'm not jinxing them. I don't, Reggie Miller I isn't walking through that door. Ty, Tyrese Maxey is congratulating the team. Like they're not, it's they're it's not over. trying. They're not trying. They're just letting it run out. Really? Oh my gosh. Oh Embiid, he looks so disappointed. That poor guy. What a, I mean, he knows. Yeah. What an heroic performance from Embiid this series. His team just outside of Seth Curry, Tyrese Maxey had a few productive moments. But basically everyone else was a disappointment. Oh my god, the Atlanta Hawks are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's go. And the real winners are the New York Knicks because they were – no one's going to remember that they lost the Hawks now. That's true. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's go, JC. Oh, dude. Well, I think it's probably pretty safe to say that Collins is going to stay in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> It does seem that way. Uh, dude, Collins was such a monster on the glass today. How many rebounds did he end with? It uh, felt like seven. he... It, no, it had to have been more than that. He had seven in like the fourth quarter. It felt like he was ripping everything out of Joel Embiid's hands. Look it up. Herders. Oh, man, dude. 16, <laughs> Joel, 16 rebounds. 16 for Collins? Yeah. Amazing. What a man. Dude, did you see Joel Embiid, like, hyping up Kevin Herger to one of the Hawks' assistant coaches right there? <laughs> he just had his arm around Kevin Herger, and he was like, this guy, come on. <laughs> wow, man. I can't, I can't wrap my head around this. Holy shit. So, uh, are the Atlanta Hawks, do we think we'd call them a, um, a top six team in the NBA? Are we comfortable with that? No, no. They're top seven, but definitely not top seven. <laughs> Let's go. It's a who, clear cutoff. Who is Trey? Trey's trying to give his jersey to somebody in the stands, and the Philadelphia security is like, please do not go in the stands, yeah. Trey. <laughs> like, we, really bad idea. We cannot protect you. Trust us, we know these monsters. <laughs> We were the ones greasing the light poles when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. All right. Well, that feels like the best place to end. Um, I think when we did our... I don't mean to brag so much, guys, but I'm... I'm yes, I do. I think when we did our uh, semis picks here, I think I went four for four. I had Milwaukee, Atlanta, Clippers, Phoenix. Yeah, it's true. You did. Let's go. All right. How how about we do our uh, conference finals picks right here? Oh, man, I did really poorly. The only one I get right was this one. <laughs> um, well, that's that's because your strategy was you pick the opposite of me and, and force Phil to pick the team I'm picking. I to avoid this exact scenario. But you can't avoid it, Jerry. I think you missed the bit. We were playing... I mean, I've always been a Suns fan. Yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree. You uh, you are the, the king of the Suns bandwagon. 
I mean, Dan Marley, Danny Ainge, you know, the, I'm, I go, I go way back with those guys. Jerry, who are you taking in the West Western conference finals? Uh, the Suns. Phil. Yeah. With Kawhi out, I think you got to go Suns. I'm with you. I think it might be a sweep. I also think Ooh. it might be a sweep. Yep. Phoenix Suns. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, I, I've never been more excited than I am right this moment. Your Eastern Conference Finals sees the Atlanta Hawks playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, baby. Who do we got? I don't feel great about it, but I'm, I'm going to go with Milwaukee. You're taking the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah. Okay, Jerry. I, I don't not like. I don't. I'm not feeling terribly confident about it. I mean, my instincts. My instincts. Uh, my brain is telling me to just take the ha- uh, the not the Hawks. Take the Bucks and be like very comfortable with it. But my heart, my heart is saying that that is a folly and I shouldn't do it. Uh, so I'm gonna have to think about it a little bit before I. Okay, would, would you like me to pick first? Would that help? I'm uh, sure. I'm taking the Milwaukee Bucks. All right. I think the Bucks are going to beat the living fuck out of Atlanta. There's a good chance that that does happen. I don't know. I just ugh. maybe the fall doesn't come until the finals for the Bucks. Imagine if uh, Ben Simmons were an offensive threat. That's kind of what you've got in the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, that's true. I can you imagine if the Hawks do win it and the Suns do, and it's Suns Hawks? Hawks. You'd, you'd be insufferable. I, I, my head would literally block out the sun. The finals <laughs> you'd have to couldn't happen. The podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we'd, we'd have to stop doing this podcast if that happens. Uh. So with that, in, with that in mind, I guess I gotta pick the. <laughs> <laughs> gotta take the bucks yeah uh dude i i'm just so stoked i mean apart from the timberwolves yeah phoenix and atlanta have been the two teams that i've watched the most this season and have enjoyed the most so this is this is super fun i can't tell you how much uh excitement comes from seeing these guys make it this far Yeah, what a what an awesome what an awesome semifinals round. Apart from that absolute shellacking of the Denver Nuggets, which yeah, uh, I'm I'm I was pretty surprised that uh, Aaron Gordon couldn't contain Devin Booker. You were surprised by that, huh? Yeah, I was pretty surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I had forgotten about that, but now I now I will lord that over you. Um, you did you did assert that Aaron Gordon was the one to shut Devin Booker down. I did, yeah, I did do that. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. I had I had to I had to meme to the end. Do you still believe in Aaron Gordon at all? Uh, I mean, I, I mean maybe a little. I, I don't. I don't. What does define believe? At Do you all? think that he's like a? Uh, do you think he can be the third best player on a team with championship aspirations? No, 
No, I don't. How about the fourth best player on a team with championship I think he could be the fourth best player. But the but ideally, top three would have to be really good? Yeah. He, he's like a glue guy in my mind now, rather than like a... like He's like your fifth, fourth or fifth piece glue guy. Okay. Uh, I think that's fair. Who else is? Who else have you gassed over the years that I want to rub in your face right now? Um, Simmons. Simmons. Oh yeah, Ben Simmons. Yeah. Yep. Good. It's uh, it's a bad. It's been a. This podcast has been rough for <laughs> my for your players. Takes. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mike Budenholzer actually yep. is a rough one too. Buden, Budenholzer. Yeah. <laughs> all, all of my takes are bad. It turns out. <laughs> Thibodeau. <laughs> you you shut your mouth. <laughs> oh man. The so I mean honestly well, he though. Left. He left. <laughs> he's gone. All right. Well, oh he's back. Thank goodness. Uh yeah, I mean apart from that shellacking of the Nuggets, what a great semifinals round. Uh, I love that bit, Jerry, where you angrily leave. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it were a bit, I would love it too. It's just uh <laughs> That that is, uh, it feels a little a, a little real. Uh, Philly Atlanta does it, does, does it does feel, it feel real? A little real, yeah. Philly Atlanta, great series, really really amazing. That game five collapse by Philadelphia, where Atlanta clawed yeah. their way back. I mean, that's the series, right? Astounding. There. Yep. Yeah astounding what a performance from the atlanta hawks you know what is going to annoy me is when a lot of ringle dingus sports media figures call this like a fluke of a run oh because this isn't a real season it doesn't count but the atlanta hawks played so already they're already starting that up i've heard i've I've read that a few i read that a few times with the nets like well well Harden was hurt and this isn't a real season anyway so doesn't matter we'll be back oh man nba fans are the worst yeah yeah uh and then milwaukee brooklyn the kevin durant Giannis Antetokounmpo matchup was like i mean like finals level yeah incredible Incredible performance. Um, and that game seven went to an overtime based on like a few extremely close plays. Yeah. Unbelievable series. Utah Clippers. The Clippers sent Utah packing with the biggest comeback in NBA postseason history. <laughs> Pretty amazing. And Paul George led the charge. Like, I don't yeah. know. I I guess, I, I guess, my, I guess that's playoffs. one thing. My Paul George defense has looked okay. It's true. It's looked really good. Paul George has been great. You know, ironically, not very good against Dallas, but, like, really good against Utah. Yeah. And he, he was fine against Dallas. I shouldn't say that. Anyway, I think that the like the hate for Paul George, the idea that he's like a playoff choke artist, is at least, you know, the tide has been stemmed here. He should lose from now on. Yeah, this is going to be 
tough for him to have any chance against the Suns. Look, uh, Ty Lue's a great coach. He's a great player. And, like, Terrence Mann has ascended. Reggie Jackson looks really productive. If Marcus Morris can string together a few good series or a few good games in a row here, like the Clippers have shots to take games off the Suns. I just without Kawhi, I don't know how they win a series. He's the best player in the NBA. Waiting for that Luke Bernard explosion. You know, Luke's had some really nice games this playoffs. Yeah. And up until about the third quarter today, he was playing really well too. All right, so uh, we all have Suns Bucks going to the NBA Finals now. I honestly, if any of these teams that are not the LA Clippers wins, I'm going to be so floored. Well, the Clippers, I mean, even the Clippers winning at this point, they've never won. I guess that's true. They're they're their big market, but they're the Lakers' little brother. Yeah, I just, I can't, I can't cheer for an LA team. Especially not when the other three are Phoenix, Milwaukee, Atlanta. That is fair. Yeah, that's good. Like if, you know, if it was Brooklyn coming out of the East, I'd be like, Clippers all the way, baby. (laughs) Let's go. And wait, well, we have... No matter who wins, we'll have a brand new NBA champion. Like a never-before NBA champion. No, Atlanta's won. In the NBA or the ABA? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I am not a. I am not an historian. I don't. Yeah, they've never won an NBA title. Were they an ABA team? Teams who have never won an NBA championship. The Timberwolves. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, let's see here. It's, it's uh, almost, it's most of them. Wow, it is most of them. No, it's not, but it's a lot of them. Pacers have never won. Nets have never won. Nuggets, Suns, Jazz, Clippers, Hornets, Timberwolves, Magic, Grizzlies, Pelicans. So Atlanta has won. Oh, and then Milwaukee with uh, with uh, Kareem way back oh, in the day. Probably yeah. won one as well. They did win one. Yeah. Kareem and the big O. And Oscar. The Raptors were on that list until very recently. Right. Wait, when did the Hawks win one? Atlanta Hawks NBA title. Oh, nineteen fifty-eight. Okay. There you go. God, I didn't even realize they were that old. In any case, none of these teams has won a title in the last forty years. It's pretty cool. And if the Clippers lose, this will be the first time in a decade where one of Steph, Kawhi, or LeBron isn't winning a title. So yeah, pretty freaking cool, dude. All right, well, I can't wait to uh, check in. Next week is going to be a weird one because I'm going to be out of town, so it's remote podcasting. We'll see how it goes. The audio quality might be uh, a little lackluster. Might have to do a short one or something, Uh, but we'll figure it out. And then uh, following that, NBA Finals episode 
pretty All right, man. pretty I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Jerry, it's been yeah. two hours and 40 minutes. Do you have any uh, last thoughts for the folks who have stuck around so long? Uh, no. Okay, Phil, any last words for the uh, folks who are still here? Uh, enjoy the playoffs, and we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for all joining us. Oh, I'm so, I didn't mean to step on your outro. I'll edit this part out. Go ahead. No. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for joining us during our uh, our gorgeous Atlanta Hawks outcome. I just can't even... I can't wrap my head around it. Milwaukee, Atlanta, and Phoenix all made it to the conference finals. Amazing. Amazing. Man, did somebody say we're in the golden age of the NBA recently? I feel like somebody said that. Hot I don't push. know. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Yeah. I think we need to take like a week off of this podcast for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought. All right. Have a good time, everybody.